it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. How could I forget that? Yeah. There we go. Now we got like 20 seconds. Dim to dim. Thank you for joining us. Love saying that. Dim to dim. Jeremy Jones, good to have you here. Linda Bennett, thanks for coming on in. And here we go, everyone. We got uh, just a few seconds here. You know what to do at this time. Thank you, Pam Harris, for that super chat. Horns up. Let's rock. of central british columbia to you listening around the world this my friends is spaced out radio i am your host dave scott sitting in the captain's chair right here at rainy sor headquarters we welcome you to tonight's show on our terrestrial affiliates around north america digitally on odyssey radio talk stream live kpnl all of our archives are free. Join us at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do old Davey the favor, hit that subscribe button. You can follow us on Twitter at spaced out radio, Instagram at spaced out radio show, and on TikTok at spaced out radio. Tonight's show is brought to you by Chive Charities. Help make the world 10% happier by visiting Chive Charities today. You can find them on our website we got a great show of action tonight as it is the sor roundtable this is the time of the month where i bring in some friends to talk about the month that was in the very weird the very strange and the very newsworthy now there's a lot of ufo news going on so we're probably going to be sticking around with that and jessica jones who's one of our guests and she's like really you called me in for a UFO night? I'm cryptid girl, damn it. Cryptid girl. That's what she's doing. I can see her right now. She's taken her shoe, gone completely Khrushchev, and is slamming her shoe on the desk, saying, I'm cryptid huntress. Get me some monsters. But we are going to get into everything tonight as we normally do. So thank you so much for each and every one of you joining us. We have a great crew with us tonight, an experienced crew, a very knowledgeable crew. Joining us tonight from the After Hours show, we have Grant Baker. Science Bob McGuire is here. There's Khrushchev Jessica Jones. And our our resident ninja, Tom Whitmore. And everyone, thank you so much for joining us tonight. We always have a lot of fun when we do this show on a monthly basis. And and yes, we rotate a lot of people in and out, but but it's the crew that really makes this a lot of fun. And I appreciate you guys all coming on in. We're going to start off with some UFO news here because this month has really been the month of Gary Nolan. 
the Stanford scientist who is studying a lot of uh, UFO information from ET contact and, and UFO contact with radiation on the brain to implants to now he's come out as an experiencer. Science Bob McGuire, you have lined up an interview with Gary Nolan right here on Spaced Out Radio on the October edition of Science Bob and Friends, which will be the 12th of that month. Uh, let's start with you on this one. You know, how important is it for Gary Nolan to be the total package when it comes to UFOs? Because I personally think he has taken a lot of the sheen off of U- Lou Elizondo and put the spotlight on himself. That's as it should be. So I uh, have watched Gary Nolan for some time and uh, given uh, a personal uh, reading by a friend of mine, I went and talked to Gary Nolan in Huntsville at the SEU meeting. And at the SEU meeting, Gary Nolan and I talked for 30 minutes. And in 30 minutes, Gary began telling me about a project he was working on, which I'm not allowed to talk about, not because I signed an NDA, but because I shook his hand and I'm a man of my word. And the thing he is doing, in my opinion, is worth well over a billion dollars and will transform the entire world's economy if it goes where it should. That is enough for anybody to want to know what I know, and I will not tell anyone. All right, so then uh, Gary and I talked about the fact that he is widely supported throughout the world by people who uh, want to share their money. And so Gary is interested in starting a foundation, and uh, I happen to be on the board of directors of a a foundation that is dedicated to the the kind of work that Gary's foundation will be into. And we give out grants for people who are proposing projects and Gary wants to do that. So he has asked me to advise him on the upcoming foundation and it will dwarf the one I'm in. I mean, it is really amazing. Then Gary came out on Twitter and talked about uh, writing digital information on people's DNA And this was pretty interesting. How do you write digital information on people's DNA? Well, yet another synchronicity, I happened to work on that problem for the federal government before I retired and dropped off my security clearance. So I put up in public for on Twitter for anyone who wanted to see, because Gary and I had not had a private conversation about encoding digital data on genetic material. So I made a guess. The guess was Gary is interested in understanding how our alien brethren are modifying people's DNA to cause the caudate putamen interconnections to grow because he wants to understand what makes experiencers work. Gary is working on how do people have these abilities And how does our alien brothers make it happen? So I said, hmm, I bet Gary saw that. He was quiet. He didn't make a comment. So Dave and I go on signal. I say, hey, Gary, how you doing? Why don't you come on Science Bob on October the 12th, on the the next Science Bob? He said he couldn't do it in uh, September, but that he would do it on October. 
And how long did it take him to respond, Dave? Five seconds. Five seconds. I hit the ball out of the park with Gary. And now we're going to be working together. And I believe Gary mentioned to me that he might be setting up a meeting with me and him and a well-known guy who happens to have a lot of interest in UFOs and is a venture capitalist and lives in San Francisco or works in that area. And I will not name who that is, but if anybody doesn't can't guess who I'm talking about, you don't belong in the UFO field. Well, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Can we play 20 questions? <laughs> you can play 20 questions. I may or may not answer them. Is it Elon Musk? No. No. It's UFO field. Okay. And Elon Musk is in, is not in uh, the San Francisco area. Nope. Well, you know. But he might be named. He might be named in American Cosmic. Chive LA. Oh, I didn't say it. You did. <laughs> That's two out of 20 questions. Well, you did well there. That's why we call you the ninja, Tom Whitmore. You were right on the ball each and every night. Well, let's let's go to you, Tom, because I know you are very hesitant of of the UFO public making a demagogue out of anybody in this field. But Gary Dolan seems to be flipping all the right switches right now. You know, how do you feel about the idea that the, the center of attention of this field is going to Gary Dolan? Well, I'm glad he's speaking up. I mean, he... Uh, has uh, wonderful credentials, uh, wonderful reputation and background, uh, solid scientific background. And so if if he comes, uh, if he's going public with his experiences and his uh, viewpoints on things, then I think that's great. I, I don't know that anyone has to be a demigod or has to replace anybody else. I see that whole group uh, of uh, Lou Elizondo and Christopher Mellon and the people from uh, TTSA, uh, Tom DeLong, and, and then the other people in that general milieu like uh, uh, like Hal Putoff and Kit Green and all them. It seems to me there are, maybe they'll all be coming out one by one because we've already seen uh, Louis Elizondo, we've seen Christopher Mellon, we've seen uh, Tom DeLong, uh, Jim Semivan just gave an interview a couple of days ago, and and then uh, Gary Nolan. So that that's a pretty good lineup right there, and I'd like to see more of them come out. I'd like to see more of them come out too, Tom. And, you know, the one thing that I'm starting to notice here. And I'll let anybody jump in on this. I know Grant and Jessica, I haven't got to you guys yet. Okay. But I want I want to, to just point out a pattern because you guys know and our listeners know I love patterns. I To me, patterns are absolutely fascinating when you can, you know, put another bow right on the string of where things were going on in that, those areas. And the one thing that I'm noticing here is who is starting to come out as experiencers? Because a couple of years ago, talking about experiencers with anybody in this field was still considered quite taboo. And now all of a sudden, within the last couple of months, 
We've seen Jim Semivan with the worst kept secret ever that him and his wife were taken and woke up one night to alien greys in their bedroom. And this has happened a couple of times. And now we see Gary Nolan coming out to play as an experiencer from childhood to where he is now. And you know what? There's a lot of speculation, and I'm a firm believer of this, that Luis Elizondo is a major experiencer, and not just a remote viewer that he's admitted to, but a major experiencer. And here's my question to the panel. Bob, I see you kind of nodding your head. Are we going to start to see more of these big-name people over time here come out as experiencers? Because the talk has shifted. Well, Look at what Fox News has done recently with their productions on ETs. Well, I, I, I agree. Tucker Carlson has done some interesting stuff recently. But, you know, uh, Dave, you and I, we talk to a lot of people. I mean, a lot of people. We talk to them regularly. And it is no secret amongst the people we talk to that uh, Elizondo and Cahill are experiencers. There's just none whatsoever. And uh, you could even describe some of their experiences if you talk to the right people, since they aren't always as quiet as they should be. Notice I've never said a word about it because I know how to keep my mouth shut when the time comes. But they've been talking and all the people we're talking to, and now they're up to getting ready to talk to the Canadian government. I do not understand the point behind putting out the deceptive tweet is very deceptive about Elizondo meeting with Paul McGuire, who you had on your show. Larry because McGuire. that tweet was about one a meeting that occurred months ago. The, the one that was supposed to happen did not happen, and we will not comment on why. So that tweet was deceptive, and I do not understand why. Well, I haven't seen that tweet I don't know what's going on. I've kind of taken a back step here over the last couple of months, but something that I will probably get to in, in my own phone calls here coming up very, very soon. Grant, are you a little bit surprised that, you know, starting with Jim Semivan and now Gary Nolan comes out, Fox News over the past little while has been all over experiencers. Ross Coltart, obviously, with Bryce Zabel getting uh, Gary Nolan to speak about his own experiences. Do you think a lot of these bigger names are going to come out now? Because one of my sources once told me that everybody involved with the ATIP program, one way or another, is an experiencer. Not a seeing dots in the sky kind of experience, Okay, but I'm saying an experiencer. Like diehard experiencer. I was actually going to say that right when you said it. No, I I believe you're right. And I think we're going to hear this is just the tip of the iceberg. Realistically, I think there's going to be a lot more people that are going to come out with their experiences. I think that we're going to hear a lot more tantalizing evidence of what's going on. I mean, when you have Colehart and Nolan sitting there having a conversation about this and Nolan comes out with, yeah, you know, they've been covering this stuff up since 1947 you know it's it you're getting the information out there and that's the biggest thing and once the more information that we get out there and the more people that are have yet to step up to the plate and say hey i'm an experiencer or hey i've had something happen to me whether it be nuts bolts i saw an alien gray or i just seen lights in the sky 
I think we are just at it, the pace is picking up. We are in a race and this race, we were literally shambling along 10 years ago and now we are at a pretty good run and we're not at a full sprint, but I think we're about to have some pretty good news coming forward from some very interesting people. And if they get rid of their NDAs, or at least we abolish the NDAs for people that no longer work for the DOD and the government, I think we're going to have a lot more on our plate that is going to be a, a very interesting time, so to speak. All right, let's get Jessica Jones in here first because we're still waiting to hear on her. Uh, Jessica, I know this is a, a little bit off topic for what you were discussing, but the one thing about the cryptid world and the UFO world that we do have in common is the fact that people are experiencers. You know, a lot of the Bigfoot researchers over the years have come out because they already saw something, and that's what drove them into the field of research, whereas in UFOs, it's always been a little bit more taboo with big-name people, whether it's scientists or government officials, coming out and playing the aliens game. So how do you feel about bigger-name people coming out of the woodwork now claiming to be experiencers? After yeah, well, none of that, it doesn't surprise me at all, you know. <clears throat> I mean, of course... I've been in the Bigfooting field and I've, I've only had, uh, I've never seen a Bigfoot up close before myself and I've been doing this for a long time. <laughs> so, um, but I've had a lot of up close experience, but just not seen one face to face. So um, yeah, it's just, it doesn't surprise me at all. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure there'll be a whole lot more people coming out now. It's like a snowball effect. So is that good for the uh, field though? Happens. Is that good for the field though? Because now people who have had agendas in the past, on keeping experiencers and experiences off the charts and off the discussion are now making it a part of the discussion with their own experiences, Jess? I think that's a good thing. I mean, we, in the cryptid community, we have certain, you know, research organizations that, um, you know, uh, they don't like combining UFO stuff with Bigfoot stuff, you know? And, uh, and I think that, you know, my thing is, I hope people will come out in the in the Sasquatch community, uh, admitting that they've had UFO and ET contact. Okay, um, that's something that's been covered up for a while, and people don't discuss that. Uh, but my teams, myself, we have experienced all of it. So um, I think that it's a discussion that uh, we need to have, and I think that it, it's going to open that up a little more. Science, Bob. Okay, so. Benny Adams interviewed me on Disclosure Team, and he did that two weeks before Cold Heart interviewed Nolan. Cold Heart got on signal and interviewed me for an hour, and he said during the interview that he heard me tell everyone in the planet that I had seen a triangle bigger than the USS Blue Ridge while I was on it. He heard me tell them that I was on the USS Hampton in the 1990s, and I heard a USO fly by the submarine uh, faster than the speed of sound in air. Everybody that's an experiencer is about to come out, and I can prove all of it because I gathered evidence. I tried to report it. I tried to do the right thing. I took the pictures. I took did whatever I needed to do to gather some evidence, and I tried to report it each and every time. I was ignored. They pretended like it didn't happen. They didn't take my evidence. And that means everything I got is mine and is unclassified. 
because they never classified it. So I'm done. And one last little bombshell. Ross Coltart said, Bob, I really would like to write your biography. And I told Ross Coltart, yes. Well, isn't that nice? Trust it to an Aussie. Trust it to an Aussie. Ah, he's doing well. Ross Coltart. And and Bob, Bob, you're going to get all of us free copies, right? Each and every one of you will get an autographed copy with all my love. Okay, that's great. Well, that, I am that, going that would... to piss some people off. Well, that as long as it doesn't get me in trouble, I'm okay. I'm okay with that. <laughs> you know, but the, the idea, though, that... And I guess this is my question with about three minutes to go here, Tom, is a lot of these people who are coming out with as experiencers now all played the game over decades. And they played that game that experiencers were nut bars. They were, you know, not to be trusted. They were tinfoil hat conspiracy theorists. And now here we go. You know, I mean, is that not a little obtuse on their part to now try and take over the experiential conversation? Well, I don't, I don't really see it that way, Dave. Um, I think, you know, I've been active in this field since the nineties and uh, all kinds of abductees were coming out of the woodwork back then. And it just seemed like a, a mass phenomenon. And for the people that are, now uh, becoming very prominent in the UFO world, you know, like Lou Elizondo and company, uh, I can't blame them for being a little bit reluctant about sharing their experience or stories. Uh, But it is, you know, the dam seems to be breaking in that way. Uh, I I don't know if there is all of this ridicule toward abductees or contactees or experiencers because, uh, Whitley Strieber is a prominent person who has been very supportive of experiencers. Uh, uh, Dr. David Jacobs at, uh, from uh, his university. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. She has been supportive. Dr. John Mack uh, has addressed the, the experience or phenomenon and, and others. So uh, I, I don't really, uh, I'm not sure I agree with the idea that experiencers have been ridiculed. Now, in uh, general, I, I got, I got to jump. I got to jump in, Tom. John Mack almost got fired for his books. That's number one. Uh, David Jacobs was accused of all sorts of crap that never happened. And he, he retired. 
and Whitley Strieber cannot publish a novel anywhere in the world. He can only talk about his woo. And he was one of the greatest novelists that have ever written until he wrote communion. So every name you've given, I can tell you why it's not right. They have all been persecuted from the get-go. And one more thing, Jessica, Jessica knows this story as well as anybody. You can find plenty of Bigfoot people who have come across footprints. And oops, only one side or the other of the footprints are visible. Well, what does that mean? One side is outside the portal and the other side is inside the portal. You think they aren't related? You're a moron. Wow, Science Bob is on fire tonight. Jessica, what do you think about that? I am not playing. (laughs) Well, I mean... I'm not playing. Yeah, I mean, we have footprints that disappear out of thin air, you know, uh, appear and disappear. So, yeah, I I, I believe that they are coming in out of portals. And, you know, of course, my team has documented a portal, and we sent two people into it and back out of it and documented it. So, absolutely, I think you might be right, Bob. You're on to something. You got um, I, I know you guys have, have clear <laughs> footage of this portal. I know we you do. do. We sure do. All right. Well, I'm going to get the panel to hold on right there because we are going to go to break here at the bottom of the hour, one half hour down, two and a half hours to go on the round table tonight with Jessica Jones, the cryptid huntress from After Hours on our weekend show, Grant Baker and his beautiful lip blade, Science Bob McGuire, who is on fire tonight, and... Little Tommy Whitmore, researcher and just all-round great guy in the UFO world. We'll be back right after this. Dirty Filth. By the way, Merle. Merle is here. Merle it up, people. You never go wrong with a little Merle. That's right. Merle, Merle, Merle. Oh, yeah. Feels good. Wait till you hear the ne- wait till you hear my next story. I'm gonna really unload on Gary Reed. Uh oh. You're killing me with that topic though, man, about the portals and stuff, because that's that's tomorrow night's topic for me. Um, after but, hours. I, but the the reason the reason I am pissed off and gonna go wild is Gary fucking Reed. <laughs> Gary Reed of DOD fame? Yes, he stomped on my security clearance and kept me from doing any work for two years until my security clearance evaporated. I am getting even. Oh, look at science, Bob. Go. Are you going to use a crossbow or a regular bow and arrow? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm going to use. I'm going to use that lawyer, which. Every person in the inspector general's office, everybody in the attorney general's office, and everybody who are scared of, and everybody at the Washington Post and New York Times loves, and John Mack loves him too. I think we can all figure out who I'm going to talk to. Oh, Denny Sheehan. I didn't say it. You did. Well, you're on. Look at that. I'm a ninja now. I'm a ninja like Tom. You didn't even have to play 20 questions. I know. Well, uh, we haven't heard from Danny Sheehan. But he's a a journalist. He knew the New York Times and Washington Post story about Danny Sheehan saving them from publishing the Pentagon Papers. He knew that story. Remind me never to piss off Science Bob. Just, just, I'm going to make that. I I tried to warn you before the show started. (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't get mad. I get even. Good, uh, uh, by the way, Dirty Filth, I, cause he can't use his mic because he doesn't have headphones. I don't know what the, uh, that correlates to. But nonetheless, Dirty, 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 Dirty got himself a one-chip challenge chip. Dirty, I want you to do that on the air live. Just like I did in 2018, I want I want to see the pain. I want to see the pain. I want to see the hurt. I want to see the sweat coming out of your eyeballs, the smoke coming out of your ears, and the snot running out of your nose right down to your feet. All right? I want to see the pain. Oh, I would never do that again. Uh, thank it makes you. you sweat. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Steam Train Mark. Uh, for letting us, uh, letting all of us know on the panel that we are alive tomorrow. We've made it to tomorrow, people. That's why we have listeners in Australia to confirm this shit for us. Okay, we made it. <laughs> We're good for another day. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> all right, uh, who else do we have here? Because I'm tired of typing names. Uh, let's see here, Terry Hall. Oh, yeah, there's little Benny Jenkins who's missing out in this hoot nanny. <laughs> Why didn't he join in? Well, because you know, oh, he didn't. He didn't take his camera. I think I, he he just missed the time frame and saw the text messages a yeah. little too late. Uh, Jake from State Farm is here. Yeah, glad to be here tomorrow as well. Thank you, Jake, for coming on in. Welcome to SOR Chat. And uh, oh, that's uh, Rock the Gas Bar. New England hi-fi guy. Jenny Girl, good to have you here. And uh, L- Lunar Tina, thank you for joining us. we got just over a minute. DD74, Nicholas Shaughnessy. That kid has some nice hair. I, I, You know what? I hate to say it. I think Nicholas Shaughnessy has nicer hair than me. And I got nice hair. And that's an accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Well, I got some old pictures I found of you, Dave. And you had some pretty nice hair back then, too. Are you going to flash them up? Are you going to flash them up? No. Good. Good. Uh, Hi, Pete Leibel. How are you doing? Shaq Valet. Otherwise, Shaq Valet. I love it. (laughs) That's hilarious. Uh, Let's see. Yeah, we miss you, Ben, from UFO Garage. Yep. You got to come on soon. Got to come on soon. (sighs) Let's see here. What's up with the drama on Twitter? Well, that's just, you know, some things are best untalked about, to be blunt. A uh, big thank you tonight to Bob, Pam, Cat Chaser, See How We Are Living, Lala, Sugar Bridges, Dutch Hank, Thomas, and Tom, and Glenn, John McEnroe, the Pride of Wimbledon, for the amazing super chats tonight. Very much appreciate the love and support you guys give us on a nightly basis. Here's the second half hour. Second half hour of Space Down Radio is now underway. Thank you so much for joining us. 
My name is Dave Scott. Very much appreciate earning your listening ears. want to remind you that if you miss portions of this show or others, check out our free archives by going to youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do old Davey the favor. Hit that subscribe button. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read Shirky Poo's Newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. We continue on with the roundtable tonight. The month that was is the hotbed of topics. We are joined tonight by Science Bob McGuire, Tom Whitmore, researcher extraordinaire, Grantavius Baker Maximus, and Jessica Jones, the cryptid huntress. And we're going to stick on the UFO side of things here for a little bit here because Fox News has recently gone into the experiential realm. They are looking into a lot of reports from alien abductions to cattle mutilations to UFO radiation and absolutely everything that was once considered way too woo for TV. And for mainstream news. Now, I think it's a brilliant move by Fox News, Tom. Not because it's a news station covering our topics. But because their advertising team absolutely watched their numbers spike with these topics. And they said, give us more, give us more. Give us more, and we will sell the ads. Tucker Carlson. Yeah, so Tucker Carlson uh, jumped on board. Uh, Abby Hordacek, I believe her name is, investigative reporter, who's done a five-part series on this. And look, Fox News isn't stupid. Uh, look, I, it's not about whether we agree or disagree with you know Fox News being Republican or CNN being dem- more Democrat because that's all garbage in the long run because news agencies are not supposed to be politically cited. But that's for another topic, another. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Day. But what we are seeing is a major news network actually dip into this pool with some serious, Tom, some serious connotations and reporting on it seriously. There's no Doctor Who music. There's no X-Files music. There's no Little Green Men. There's no laughing at the end of the, at the, end of the, uh, the report. They've gone all in. What do you think about this, Tom, about hitting this on the mainstream? Hooray. 
But, you know, I think some years back, a few years back, uh, somebody did a study or a little bit of an investigation about the Internet, and they found that the the two most sought-after things on the Internet were porn and UFOs. And I guess uh, Fox News got smart, and uh, the advertisers uh, started looking at, at, at reality and started looking at the numbers, and the numbers don't lie. And there are one heck of a lot of people out there that would like to know more about UFOs and they want, and they'd like to have answers. Where are they from? Who are they? What's going on? What's really happening? Well, what, what, what the one thing, one thing you got to realize is they keep saying it's Fox news, but it's Fox world and they're getting subscriptions. I am a liberal Democrat and I subscribe to Fox world so I can hear this stuff. Now that tells you, this stuff does not matter to anyone about what their politics were. I subscribe to Fox World to hear Tucker Carlson and the other people talk about this. And I am a money contributing liberal Democrat. This this topic does not. There's no politics in this topic. The politics is irrelevant. Notice the House Select Committee and the Senate Select Committee voted unanimously for the National Defense Authorization Act, which I call the Tell Everything You Know About Roswell Forward Act, uh, because it's going to blow the door wide open, and nobody who is inside needs to worry about coming outside and talking about it. And Gary Reed pissed me off, which is why I'm on fire tonight, because Gary Reed stomped all over these stories, tried to stomp on Elizondo, tried to stomp on others. He stomped on my ass for two years by, by, by denying my security clearance be passed to anyone who wanted to hire me. Buddy, they have messed up because I am an angry man. Uh, Bob, over what time period did that occur with uh, Gary? Two Reed? years. I, I, I retired on May 6, 2020. And on May 6, May 6, 2022, my security clearance evaporated after I had been asked to work on Havana syndrome and other stuff by the United States government and everybody who tried was denied. Okay. Freedom of Information Act and my lawyer are going to have a field day because I am entitled to compensation and reinstatement of security clearance and a public apology. Okay. But Dave, getting back to the Fox world or Fox news or whatever, uh, that it could inspire imitation. You know, maybe CBS will come out with some feature type program or maybe, uh, I don't know, I doubt see it, CNN will, but, you know, who knows? Uh, maybe another CBS, CBS had a non-laughing interview on 60 Minutes. Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, if, if, if Fox is doing this kind of thing, I wouldn't be surprised if one or more other networks or cable networks came out with it as well. Well, I think they have to. I mean, their advertising people cannot be stupid not to look at what is happening with Fox. Not only are they are they gaining listenership and viewership because of these topics and how they're taking them, you know. And trust me, I as a journalist, I can't stand Tucker Carlson. He literally has one of those faces that if I was on the ice. With him, I'd have to punch him. I'd have to take a roughing penalty. Just your hockey puck and 
Well, no, no, it would have to be bare-fisted. It would have to be bare-fisted because I can't stand the man, okay? I think he's arrogant, he's pompous, you know, and he deserves – I mean, let's face it. Everybody has in their lives that one person that they just feel needs a punch in the head, okay? You know, I realize that a lot of newbies out there and the Gen Zers, they don't, they don't like that talk, but, you know, the Xers like I am don't care. And, you know, there's that one person that you want to – and Tucker Carlson is my guy. Tucker Carlson is my guy. But that being said, that being said, I can respect the work that he is doing with UFOs. You know, he may not be asking a lot of tough questions, but the fact is he's taking the story seriously. He's giving major airtime, and both he, his producers, and the – sales team at Fox have recognized that their numbers are going up the more they talk UFOs. And as the numbers climb up, that means advertising dollars climb up as well. And so why not continue with the programming? The The weird part about it is, is how all of these allegedly Democrat channels, whether it's CNN or CNBC or, or whoever else, I, I don't watch a lot of American television, are not jumping on the bandwagon and doing the same. I mean, look, they could hire Nick Pope for another three grand an episode to tell them absolutely nothing, but at least their ratings will go up. <laughs> right? Pope well, never I mean, says it, anything it, it, that not aware. everyone knows. One, one at it, a time. It, Tom? It increases awareness among the public. I mean, it doesn't really matter whether it's Nick Pope or whomever. You know, I, I know. Uh, a lot of people out there don't, they're not as knowledgeable about the UFO field as we are, as some of us are. So if Nick Pope's out there is, uh, to the average viewer, uh, that just increases their awareness of the, of the subject. Well, I, at least, at least we know he's telling the truth because he has nothing new to say. He has a good haircut and that's a, and a British accent. So at least he's got that. No, Nick Pope does not yeah. have a good haircut. That poor man, you throw him. So, you throw him. No, I, th- I think it's good, Dave. I, I wish all of the channels would talk about UFOs. I think that would be fabulous. I agree. But either way, Nick Pope does not have good hair. That Velcro, he'll get nope. stuck on anything. And he'll tell you nothing. And, and he'll. Nick, how come your hair keeps getting stuck to my and, Velcro? And he'll, and, and, and he'll claim he was the head of the Ministry of Defense. Oh, but he was a clerk. Oh, either way. Either way. But let's face it. Why do you think, Grant, that other outlets have not jumped in on this popularity of the topic? They've left it to Fox on the mainstream, and they've left it to YouTube and podcasts in order to get this story out. Well, boy, you're going to get me in trouble with that question. And I'm going to tell you the truth of it. So here in the United States, you if you leave it to podcast, YouTube, and Fox News, it's you have a way of saying, oh, well, they're just BSing you. They're, it's not real. Fox News is one of the biggest laughing stocks in, in the United States. I'm sorry. They will literally, they have their own agenda. Yes, I don't care if they're talking about UFOs, aliens, and whether it be, I can't remember the Megatron structure that they were talking about not too long back. It, I know I completely messed that up, but realistically, when it comes to Fox News, you have people that either love them or a lot of people that hate them. I don't listen to them at all. And 
when it when it boils down to it, I don't listen to a lot of American news either. I think it's a bunch of rubbish. You guys can sit there and 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 look down on me when it comes to that, but I'd rather listen to podcasts and people that are on those that are sharing their views. But even then, if something comes out, the government's like, oh, that's just on YouTube or, oh, that's just someone's experience. Oh, well, Fox News, they have their own kind of, they're leaning their own way. So that's fine. You know what I mean? But realistically, if every single channel, whether it be CNN, CBC, or uh, CBS, NBC, and even Fox and the plethora of channels that are out there, if they can just touch this topic and realize, like, look, this is real. This is not a phenomena anymore. It's not a unidentified aerial phenomena. It is real. There's tangible evidence. I don't care if it's Bigfoot's one foot is on one side of the veil or the other, which I'm experiencer of. It doesn't matter. It doesn't make it any less real. They need to touch on this. We need to keep this ball working forward. So anybody, even whether, and I hate to say this, but whether they're making a laughing stock of it or they're actually really having a good conversation about it, like Gary Nolan, you're still making people aware of it. And they're like, "What? well, oh, that kind of seems funny. Oh, you guys are talking smack about UFOs. But wait a minute. Why are they talking smack about UFOs? Is there really UFOs going on right now? Oh, wait a minute. The government's already ex- exposed this and said, yeah, we don't know what they are. Either way, shape, or form, it's making people aware. And that's all I care about. I understand that. And, and you know, the problem that we have with media right now, and, and it's encroaching in Canada here too, is it has become politically biased. Doesn't matter which outlet you are right now. I think Associated Press is one of still the only outlets that is calling news down the middle. But uh, what I'm talking about is the justification of the fact that nobody else, Jessica, has really jumped on this bandwagon of UFOs, and yet it's everywhere. The- With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Governments are talking about it. NASA's talking about it. And we'll get into that in the next half hour, because I'm going to be wretched on that one. All right? But... Everything that's going on, it is a hot-button topic, yet it seems the the only ones that aren't covering it are the more Democratic-leading news outlets. And, and I can't figure out why, because, hey, ratings are ratings. It doesn't matter on the topic. And like Bob said earlier, you know, UFOs are not... A polit- are not a Republican topic. It's not a Democrat topic. It is a down-the-middle, unanimously voted-for topic. 
Jess, yeah. that's where you speak. you want me to say something about that? Well, I, I don't talk politics, Dave. Listen, I worked in politics my whole life. And now I'm the cryptid huntress. So, <laughs> well, an I know better. Listen, those days are over for me. But uh, yeah, I, and I, I certainly don't watch the news at all. So I just have to warn you guys, uh, not any of that mainstream stuff. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's really odd. I mean, I, I didn't know this was going on. So uh, I'm learning tonight. Y'all are teaching me some re- good stuff. It really is. We'll shift over then. Okay. <laughs> you know, we'll shift over then. I mean, as we continue on here, we're going to shift topics anyways on, on this because not only is it a media subject of, of going into the experiencer side of everything, we see a lot more experiencers coming out of the woodwork. You know, let's define what an experiencer is. All right. Because I'm a, and I asked this to Samantha Mowat. And who's a lifelong experiencer. And I've talked to other experiencers about this. Are there a lot of people trying to jump on the experiencer bandwagon right now in the UFO field or in, it doesn't matter UFOs, cryptids, whatever. I heard a talk show host on a podcast just earlier this week who said, I'm an experiencer. I once saw a couple of strange lights in the sky. Therefore, that makes me an experiencer of the phenomena. I would say no. That makes you a witness to the phenomena. Grant, let's start with you on this one. What makes an experiencer? So being an experiencer myself, if I just saw lights in the sky and orbs and stuff like that, which I catch all the time, which hundreds and thousands of people across the United States have caught almost on a monthly basis, I, you are right. You, you just are a witnesser at that point. You witness something strange. You're not an experiencer. When you lock eyes with Bigfoot within 30 feet of the guy, or you have an alien gray literally reach out for you within a couple of feet and you have a close encounter of the third kind or better at that point, I think you're an experiencer. If you have missing time, you saw an alien craft light up your car and all of a sudden four hours later, you're just sitting in the car looking around. At that point, I think you're an experiencer. You have to have something that happens to you physically. If you just witness it with your eyes and there's no other sensations, no other experiences that come across it, because I've seen plenty of things in the sky, but that's just me watching those things. I can watch people play a football game. I only experience it when I'm in the game. In this particular case, when I'm, 30 feet away from Bigfoot and I lock eyes with him and he runs away from me or I have an alien gray reach into the window and try to grab me and he's about a foot away from me. That makes an experiencer in my mind. If you are flying the craft, you done did it. If you just watch the craft fly away, you're on the fence. (laughs) Well, I mean, look, there is a big difference between seeing a couple of dots in the sky or maybe an anomalous shape of the sky and all of a sudden having a UFO hover over top of you and beam a light mm-hmm. on you a la Travis Walton. There's a big difference in that. Uh, you know, let's let's talk to Jessica. Can you talk about this one? Are you good with this one? <laughs> I can talk about anything y'all want to talk about. Absolutely. <laughs> I love her. She's cranky because I made her stay up late for this. Yeah. <laughs> well, I had a show tonight, so I'm I'm a little tired. So. <laughs> well. I'm here. <laughs> no, but but the idea behind an experiencer. I mean, you could have someone literally say, 
or walk into the forest on the cryptid side and say, yeah, I, I saw a Bigfoot print. I'm an experiencer of the Bigfoot phenomena now. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't believe that. Yeah, yeah you can. You know what? I, I Actually, I've had more up-close alien ET contact than I have Bigfoot Sasquatch contact. And I've, I've had plenty of experiences with, with the Sasquatch. But, I mean, I've been within a foot or two of ETs. You know, uh, and I saw with my own eyes and uh, had close contact with. So, yeah, you know, I'm, everybody experiences these things differently. Okay. And uh, and it's it's all about perception and just their experience. So, I mean, who are we to judge or who to say? Like, do we have a scale <laughs> that we judge by and we decide, well, you're an experiencer, but you're not, you know? So, I don't know. Tom, what's your thoughts? Well, it seems like a catch-all term to me. It it could be anything from, you know, having a close encounter of the first kind to, you know, really having a thorough uh, abduction experience or uh, a bizarre contactee experience. Um, there are so many people claiming to be experiencers now that uh, I don't know if it's a social effect or if maybe, uh, maybe the, uh, the ETs are really coming around a lot, a lot more often than they used to, because it really seems to be going around. And, uh, one thing I have noticed is that there are some people that, uh, they've had, they've had strange dreams. And I think that they think that they're experiencers because of that. And so, uh, that's, I don't know if you draw the line there. Bob, Bob, go ahead. Okay. Okay. So I'm a scientist and Kevin Knuth is a scientist and Matthew Zodegas is a scientist. And we have all lived with our head up our ass, our entire lives, head up our ass. I watched Kevin Knuth and Matthew Sedegas show a porthole portal in the sky with craft coming through it. And, and at SCU, I watched them sit there and dance and say, Oh, well, we can't really say what this was, but we don't know. We don't, we're worried. Our friends might make fun of us if we put this out there before we get through the peer review process. And I said, and denied ever having had any kind of thing in my life because, and I can't go get a hypnotic regression because I signed a piece of paper that said I wouldn't, but I have a friend. This friend can have her aliens talk to my aliens. And now I know everything that has happened to me since I was born. And I don't need an illegal hypnotic regression. I know who the soldiers were at my, my labs, I know the dissociation they tried to do to me and failed. I know all of it, and I am not happy. Cool. We have to have scientists stop hiding and tell the truth. Preach it, brother. Okay. I, and I understand that, and I can appreciate that, Bob. But the, the fact is, we have, in the experiential side of everything... Okay, what makes an experiencer in your mind, and what makes a witness? A witness is a person who has not, they've just seen something pass by them. 
An experiencer is someone who has an uninterpreted dream that does astral projection, doesn't know where it comes from. They wake up weird. They feel like they're falling. They have been disappeared. They walk outside. They come back home with their clothes on backwards. Whatever it is, their experiences. And what the reason, Tom, the numbers seem to have gone up is because people are sick of hiding. They're sick of hiding, Tom. And so they're not going to hide anymore because this crap has gone on since the beginning of history. They have been here forever. They're going to be here forever. And we need to figure out what they want with us and why they're using us. And I know that the Anunnaki have been around forever. Why are they here? What do they want with us? Why do they keep stomping us back into the ground whenever our brains get too active? I know this is a fact. Well, but there's, you know, we have social media now, and it it magnifies the amplitude of communication uh, between individuals and groups. It's a factor. It's a factor. The internet is a factor, period. And I just. We we finally have a world mind. I I know, uh, Bob, I know a little bit about UFO history. And in the past, when there were UFO flaps, there was a social dimension to it. Um, you know, uh, people see uh, some people report some good UFO sightings and then other people are jumping on the bandwagon and uh, or you have a good UFO show come on TV and all of a sudden you're getting more UFO reports. So there's there's an interaction there between uh, the media and, and, and the reaction of people. Tom, I'm going to get you to hold on right there. As our panel will sit back, relax for a couple of minutes, and prepare for hour number two of Spaced Out Radio's Roundtable Tonight. Grant Baker, Jessica Jones, Tom Whitmore, Science Bob McGuire. We are on it tonight on the UFO World. Trek away. On fire tonight. Jessica just boxing. I am tired. I am tired of hiding. I'm tired of lying. I'm tired of being lied to. I've had it up to here. I'm tired of scientists hiding with their heads up their ass. I'm tired of government harming people. I'm sick of all of it. Love it. You found an angry man, and I dare one of these sons of bitches to call me crazy. I want you to change your name from Science Bob to Angry Bob tonight. (laughs) Fuck yeah. (laughs) Let's do it. Oh my goodness, man. <laughs> I even put in the chat, I was like, God damn, dude, Bob's on fire God right now. I love this. Science Bob's on fire. Where'd he go? <laughs> then he leaves. The disappearing science I think Bob. He, I think he thinks he had to log out to change his name. I could have just changed his name for him. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Hey, and I'll tell you right now, for anybody that's listening to the chats, so tomorrow night on the After Hours show, we are digging deep on the portholes because you're going to be pissed at what I found. I mean, I'm telling you right now, NASA, is a, as well as you know, most people know, and I'm not going to use the acronym like never, uh, uh, what, a straight answer. You know, it, I don't think it's not, I don't think that they lied to us. Well, let me just put it this way. They're not lying by just straight out lying to us, but they are not being full forthcoming. And so when it comes to angry science, Bob, I love it. Let me pull you back up, my man. There you are. So when it comes to NASA, though, 
I'm telling you right now, man. I'm as mad as them as I am at anyone. They oh, have lied. Oh. There is not a single goddamn <laughs> cosmonaut or astronaut who has gone into orbit that hasn't seen a UFO. I'm telling you, not right. one, dude. So when they go up there, and I and I because I followed every single one of them, and this the whole hey Santa Claus is real. It looks like a parking lot down there. Uh, they never get outside, or they never get out much. You remember when they they one of the Apollo missions where they're looking down and they could see it and there's like, man, they must not get out much. Come on guys, man. You even have things like the NASA, NASA sent Hal Povenmire to act like he was the brother and protector of the family for Chris Mm -hmm. Bledsoe. And when he died, they didn't have a scientist. And for whatever strange synchronicity, I started following Richard Dolan, read his books. He he interviewed Chris Bledsoe, and I called Chris Bledsoe to ask him, could I come over because I was interested? Because I had seen these pictures and videos inside government. So I went over to see Chris, and after I got there, wow, I found out Jim Simivan told him to let me in. And I find out two weeks ago that Jim Simivan heard me describe to Chris perfect experiment to prove everything Chris had told was true. And they conducted the experiment by bugging his place and listening to me. And they conducted the experiment and it worked 100% correctly. The government is freaking out. Oh, I bet. Oh, I bet. People need to stop denying Chris Bledsoe. They need to start, start understanding who these people are that are coming from the government to experiencers. They need to understand that the government knows and it's time for them to tell. Oh, not only that, like what I was getting. So if anybody wants to know, watch the portal thing for NASA tomorrow night. I'm telling you, they've known about this forever. And I mean forever. For, they since, have since the first since the first spacecraft went around the moon since yeah. the very first one. Uh, oh, I think they even known before that. I, I think they realized before that. I'm just telling the first spacecraft took a picture and they keep covering it up. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, they've been followed many of times and all the little code words that all these ham radio operators have, have picked up on. And I'm telling uh, you, uh, J- Jimmy Blanchett and I, Jimmy Blanchett, Jimmy Blanchett started something. Jim Blanchett and I are now friends. Mm-hmm. And we're going to send signals up and bring the UFOs right in front of our antennas. He does it all the time. He, wants. He, he does he it does, all the time but, right but, now. But we're not, we're not going to work together. I am going. Jimmy has these, these slides. Mm-hmm. They are not readable or intelligible to anyone. So mm-hmm. I'm going to play Jimmy's amanuensis. I'm going to take his slides and turn it into English. There you go. I mean, I, he's I, done the work. I don't only want to copy the work, but I'm going to take his slides and turn them into English. Gotcha. That's the agreement that Jimmy and I have. Well, I'll tell you, when it comes to Jimmy Blanchett, if anybody ever wants to watch exactly, uh, uh, by the way, tomorrow, Cat Chaser is at 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. That's when the show starts. So really quick, Jimmy Blanchett is one of those guys who is very, 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 very interesting when it comes to the the science and mathematics of the golden number and everything else. So if anybody wants to watch that, go check him out because when science Bob talks about that particular individual, I am very interested in that man myself. And except Jimmy, Jimmy is brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant, oh, I love but him. he can't tell, he can't tell the, the guy working at McDonald's what it is. He said on those slides. I think I can tell the guy at McDonald what he said. 
He's actually really so articulate. That's my role. My role is not to say I did Jimmy's work. My role is to explain Jimmy's work. Right. Well, he's actually really articulate, especially with those slides, because if you watch some of the shows that he does, he comes fully prepared. He he has every slide in order, and he has a full two, three-hour show just set aside, and you could talk to him. He's like, yeah. So just, just, then let, me, let me say it this way. I offered to be his amanuensis and take mm-hmm. his slides and turn it into English. It took him five seconds to say yes because he knows. Guys, we have uh, 15 seconds. Jess, I'm sorry. I, I totally forgot that you had a show on previous to this. I apologize. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, we went two hours tonight, too. Oh, so it was a long one. All right, wow. here we go with hour two, guys. <clears throat> You're listening to Spaced Out Radio with Dave Scott. Follow Dave on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio and on Facebook, Spaced Out Radio Show. Hour number two of Spaced Out Radio is now underway. Thank you so much for joining us. We really do appreciate earning your listening ears. Wherever you are on this beautiful planet we call Earth, hi to everyone listening in on our terrestrial affiliates around North America, digitally on TalkStream Live, Odyssey Radio, KPNL. All of our archives are free. Join us at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do old Davey the favor. Hit that subscribe button. The Desert Clam has set the password for tonight in the SOR Space Travelers Club. Washball. Washball is your password. Use it wisely, Space Travelers, as the Clam sets the password each and every night right here on Spaced Out Radio. Our website, spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot. Read Shirky Poo's Newswire. Check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio. Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show. And on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. All right, let's continue the roundtable tonight. We are joined by Angry Science Bob McGuire, Jessica Jones, a cryptid huntress, Grant Tavius Max from our After Hour show on the weekends, and Tom Whitmore, who is hanging on out with us tonight. And here we go. We are going to be talking about the idea that UFOs and NASA, once again, coming out into the hot-button topic. This is something that literally burns my bridges. Burns my bridges. All right? And the reason why it does is because out of anybody who should know what is going on, it's NASA. They have had 60 years plus of chasing down UFOs. They have had a lot of people, including their own astronauts and pilots, have close encounters with unidentified aerial phenomena during their missions. We know that since Gemini, every almost every rocket that has gone into space has been followed by UFOs. And yet Bill Nelson gets together with the heads of the UAP task force recently to discuss the matters to see if they can find anything (laughs) and share data. When all I remember tweeting out on this is like, you got to be serious. Why don't you just look in your own filing cabinets, Bill? You're an ex-astronaut. Bob, if you're angry as me on this one, I want to hear from you. The people do not understand how little 
NASA could do. The National Space Act, which NASA operates under, says there's a big burly guard who has a secret gun and a secret control on everything they can say. They cannot do anything in space without going through the big burly guard. And they have been trapped inside of a cell since that act was passed. Now, I'm upset with them for not whistleblowing. Don't get me wrong. They are they are at fault for not whistleblowing. But they had an order and they have chosen to follow it for fear they would lose all their budgets. I get that and I understand that. But that doesn't give them or Bill Nelson the power to treat the American citizen and the world citizens on this topic as fools. And that's exactly Mm -hmm. what they are doing, Bob. And that's what pisses me off. That's what upsets me. That's what makes my blood pressure go way sky high where I, I mean. Okay. Round two, name something that's not boring. Laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Heart attack mode. My veins are seizing up right now, okay, because it pisses me off that badly. All right. Bill Nelson should be absolutely ashamed of himself for going out publicly and standing with a fake smile at a podium saying, we're going to look into this UFO thing. We're going to put a hundred grand into it. And, and, uh, you know, we're going to, we're going to see what we could find within the, the hallowed halls of NASA here. And, and we're going to just let me, let me piss you off one more, just one more time. And I really am going to shut up. Bill Nelson flew on the shuttle. Everyone who has been up has seen them, including Bill Nelson. Absolutely. And he knows that he has been told to slow roll it out the door. Bill Nelson was on the shuttle and he saw stuff. He was an old man, but that doesn't mean he was blind. (laughs) I get that, and I can appreciate that. I understand with what they're doing. But what I don't like is the message, the way it's coming out. You're treating people like fools. You're making NASA look as inept and incompetent as they ever have. It's much like the stupidity of putting a rocket and sailing it around the moon and being proud of that fact, even though you did it 50 years before. Okay. There's well. Why do you why do you think why do you think they took a former senator, former member of the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence, former astronaut, and an experiencer to put in charge of NASA? I understand that they Bob. want to control the message. I understand want, that he, he's an he's he's a soldier. 
I get that and I appreciate that. What pisses me off is we have a lamestream media who is not even calling this out. That's why we've instructed our people at SOR to try and get us the press numbers and the credentials that when they have one of those press conferences where you can dial on in, one of us can answer that, ask that question because those questions need to be asked. Okay, I'm sorry, totally but, right. but Bill Nelson needs a little egg on his face. He does for covering this up and for making NASA look at uh, treat the public like fools. Grant, I see you uh, kind of laughing and nodding your head there. What, what's your opinion? Oh, I agree 100% with you. I think it's a it's a bunch of crap. They, uh, as well as Bob, I agree with him as, as well. I mean, there have been so many times where we have evidence that they've been followed by UFOs, and, and then they want to cut live feeds of the the international space station every time a, an interesting object flies by and you, you think we're not going to catch that are you guys like oh, slow the, 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 look go go watch the post landing interview of neil armstrong i've watched Buzz it Aldrin, michael they, collins watch look at their faces interview. watch 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 neil watch neil armstrong reach out and grab michael collins arm right before he says what he shouldn't so exactly what you're saying, and if anybody wants to go watch that, these are very somber-looking men. These guys They're don't. Upset. You you They've get been me, told a lie, Bob. If if me and you went to space and we came back, I'm telling you, beers on me, dude. We're gonna have a lot of fun. We're gonna be hooping and hollering and everything else. And if we see a UFO, heck yeah, those three guys. If say, I had landed my craft on the moon and I had seen UFOs on the rim crater. You think I'd keep quiet? They could KMA. <laughs> I love it, man. Absolutely. And and that's exactly the way I feel about it. And so when you have three gentlemen like this, and there's plenty of stuff out there with Buzz Aldrin saying the, some of the things that he said, especially to that eight-year-old girl one, like, you know, there's a, a lot of interesting stuff out there. These guys were told to be quiet. And you think we're... And Neil we, Armstrong quit because he was an honorable man. Exactly. He I agree with that. teaching. I agree with that. He 100%. wouldn't take any money for public appearances. He said, I have not earned the right to do this because I have lied to my country and the world. He said that verbatim. And and I agree with you. And the biggest thing is that's exactly what NASA does or whoever controls NASA, whoever is controlling these men. Watch the video. Anybody that's listening to this program right now, go find it. It's a it's an archive on YouTube. You can look it up. These men literally sit there that just walked on the moon and they're being told to be quiet and you can visibly go, see it in their face. Go, go to Netflix. Go on Netflix. Watch a documentary. The documentary is called The Family. Look at what has happened to the family. They were all powerful. The old guys in charge began to die. And then Netflix got the documentary. Whoops, they didn't control Netflix. So, hmm, maybe we can talk now that they're losing power and dying. The family inherited from the Collins elite that inherited from MJ-12. And now they're dying and lost control. And now we're knowing. Tom Whitmore. Okay, I've heard all these rumors all these years about the astronauts. They've seen UFOs in orbit. They've seen UFOs on the moon. Uh, 
photographs are airbrushed out and so on and so forth. But I just have two simple facts for you, Dave, on this. In the late 70s, President Carter was looking for a way to run, uh, have run a study of UFOs. And they approached NASA, and NASA begged off. They wanted nothing to do with it. And now here we are, 2022. Now that's a long time. But by all appearances, uh, Bill Nelson Bill Nelson appears to be enthusiastically pursuing a study of UFOs. I, mm-hmm. I don't understand what there is to complain about. The complaint, Tom, isn't the fact that NASA is doing it, okay? But the fact that all Bill Nelson has said is we need to start looking into this. We need to start bringing this up. We need to start investigating. When they have the files, they've had the files since 1966 or 67. The X, you know, you take the pilot of the, one of the pilots of the X-15 literally had a UFO right beside him at 314,000 feet. And he radioed it in and they called it for silence, for silence. And that's the point that I'm making is if Bill Nelson was truly the dude to bring this out, he's doing it the wrong way. NASA's press people are doing it the wrong way. Getting them into the game is a good thing, Tom. But the way they are approaching it are making themselves look like fools to the public. One other thing thing that's important, NASA is beginning to invest in spacecraft that are going to go out and look for life on Titan. They're going to look for life on Enceladus. They're going to look for life, life on asteroids. They're going to look for life on Mars. And do you know what they're going to find? They're going to find... Every time they stick a finger in the air, no, every time they stick a finger in the air, a nose in the ground, or their hand, or sit down on their butt and do nothing, they're going to find life. They're going to find life at every one of these places because the universe was tuned by the universal consciousness running our our hologram that we live in, and they made life possible everywhere. They already know there's life everywhere. They, they shut down to the guy who did the experiment on the Viking because he found life. He griped and complained and everybody made fun of it, but he knew his experiment had succeeded and there was life on Mars. That was the Viking lander found life on Mars and they stomped on the guy. They're going to send Dragonfly to Titan. They're going to find life. They're going to send the submarine to Enceladus. They're going to find life. They're going to send a spacecraft through the volcanoes that are ice water coming out of these icy moons that cover up oceans, and they're going to find amino acids. They're going to find everything because there's life everywhere. God or the universal consciousness has tuned the universe to make life. It's everywhere. Tom, I, I don't want to make you think that I was jumping on you there for a quick second. Oh, I, I, I'm just very frustrated by the play and the role that that NASA has done on the public on this. That's what has me fired up. Them getting into the UFO game, I think, is about time. 
I really do. I think they've been silent for so long. But when your own space agency comes out and plays foolish on the subject and ignorant on the subject in the eyes of the public, that's what fires me up. That's what makes me angry because they are holding on to answers. They have trained the best of the best of the best and spent multi-millions of dollars on each astronaut just to give them the opportunity. Never mind they get into space, but give them the opportunity to fly in space and train them for that mission. And their own astronauts, they've shut up. Their own pilots, they've shut up. Their own cameras, they've cut off. And it's only the brave few astronauts that have come out and said they saw something, whether it was Edgar Mitchell, Bill Cooper, the Russian cosmonaut who filmed the the triangle or the boomerang from the International Space Station. I mean, that's what bugs me, is that NASA has all of this evidence that they could present to the public and be a true leader. Instead, with lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They're tripping over their own two left feet. That's what bugs me. Well, you may you may think that the that NASA is making us look like fools, but uh, the pu- the public does not see this the way that we see it. We're we're steeped in the UFO subject in the UFO lore. I mean, I I eat, drink, sleep, and live this stuff. But the average person out there in society, when they when they open the newspaper or they turn on TV or they go on the internet and they see that NASA is taking on a UFO study, the average person is going to think, oh, okay, that's great. I, I get that, and I can appreciate that. But when you have some of these people on UFO Twitter, you know, retweeting, yay, NASA, go NASA, rah, rah, NASA, no, UFO Twitter, we have to be leaders in this field. And if we, as the leaders in this field, are not calling out the BS and the cover-ups, we're no better than that public that they are trying to pull the wool over their eyes. And and I've said that a number of times to different people on Twitter, not rudely, but I've said, no, don't cheer NASA on. Go at them. Go at them. What do you know? What is in your closet, Bill Nelson? That's the only question that needs to be asked, in my opinion. Well, but there's there's another way to look at it because one of the 
one of the problems we've had in this field is there's been there has not been enough scientific investigation by qualified accredited scientists okay so there are people in the ufo field there aren't very many but there are some that sincerely even desperately want scientific work to be done in the ufo field and so if nasa says that they are going to conduct a scientific investigation of ufos then that's a reason why some people in the ufo field will cheer that on let's hear from jessica before we get to science bob jessica how do you feel about this as a citizen of the united states someone who is an et contactee you know when you see uh you know nasa who has literally 50 plus years of information on covering up ufos playing to the public that they are just getting into the game yeah well it's really frustrating it's just it's frustrating because we know they know so much more and they don't tell us. I mean, I feel like the people like myself and my fellow researchers, the boots on the ground people who are out there experiencing these things for ourselves and speaking out about it, we are the disclosure for this. I mean, what is everybody paying tax dollars to, you know, uh, to be lied to? I mean, that's, it's just a little frustrating, but, uh, you know, I mean, i I don't look to them for answers personally, but, you know, I'm just a Bigfoot field researcher. Who am I? You know, <laughs> you're Jessica F and Jones. You're an, you're an experiencer <laughs> right. and you're important. Well, you, thank you. You are an experiencer and you are important. Period. Well, thank you. I appreciate that, Bob. <laughs> and Bob is right. I mean, Jessica, you're an, ex- as, as Bob just said, you're an experiencer. Grant Grant up there is an experiencer. Bob's an experiencer. I'm an experiencer. Tom is just happy to be here. No, I'm, I'm teasing. Tom. <laughs> I'm teasing, buddy. I don't, I don't count. I don't count. Uh, oh, so, so, so let, let me let me jump in right here and say, I spent my entire life being a scientist and an engineer, and I was the chief scientist for the largest research center at Virginia Tech, and I built it from scratch with a partner. And it's now the largest thing there. And it got so big, I couldn't name everybody who was in the building. And then they built a building that was so big for me that when it was empty, I was alone in a building for 200 and something people. And I said, okay, I'm going to do a little talking. And I did some stuff. And slowly but surely, my friends fell away. My supporters fell away. They took my security clearance away. And I retired. I didn't retire because I was alone in that building. I retired because I was put in a fence. And I did it because I knew the truth needed to be outed. But I had also built, which insulated me from all they could do in all those places. I went and I hid in Alabama so I could be alone and do whatever I wanted. And I had orbs fly in my front yard. I had crafts fly under my trees. I had entities walk across my bedroom and stand at the end of my bed and look in my face and then disappear. I've had all of this. I've had all of it. I've had almost no one to talk to. And my wife couldn't take it anymore. And we're divorced. This is a big cost. 
it's a huge cost. It's a cost to everyone. We do not need to lie anymore. We need to stand up and fight. We need to talk. That is a very profound comment, Bob. Very profound comment. I wish I could reach through the radio here and give you a giant hug for that. And, you know, the big thing, the big thing for all of us is this affects, and I don't think that a lot of the government people or non-experiencers understand, uh, Jessica, as you would or, or I would, the real true effects of what it is being an experiencer the the idea that we do take it personally when people like bill nelson from nasa say you know what may be silly things to say silly and hurtful things that we the way we take it but to somebody like tom is taking it as a very professional and astute move whereas we take it personally because we know what the other side is like jess you got about one minute Mm -hmm. What's your yeah. thoughts? I, I mean, I've, I've had some serious, uh, you know, interactions with stuff like this. And I, I meet people all the time that, uh, that it's very traumatic, you know, even with the cryptid world and people encountering dog man, you know, Sasquatch, dog man, anything. It's very traumatic. I mean, it's almost like we we're our own support group, you know, when it comes to this. True. So uh, it does it, it is kind of taken on a personal level. So, yeah. I, I, I feel you. I feel that, um, you know, I'm lucky enough to have a big group of people that I go out and research with and a lot of like-minded people that have all had the same experiences are very similar, but not everybody has that, you know, so well, very true. Very true. When mm-hmm. we come back from the break, let's get to another hot button topic that is coming out of the woodworks. Now it's been, uh, you know, talked about, but, Really, the past few weeks, it's become a little fire in the UFO world. Is it okay for people and researchers to make money off the UFO, cryptid, and paranormal field? We'll get back to this on Spaced Out Radio right after this. Yeah, so you okay, Bob? So, Dave, you remember me telling you the story? First off, you okay? Are we clear? Yeah, we're clear. Are yeah, you, are um, you, are so you, okay? you remember me telling you the story of the orb? You remember me telling you the story of the orb appearing between Mir and Sharon? Yeah. It was right over the couch. Yep. Okay, that was the be- that that was the beginning of the end, and then I, got, I started to get readings, and the readings were impactful. And I have talked to my mother, talked to my father, and uh, this did not comport with some people's religious faith. So then we are unequally yoked, and I talk to aliens, and I'm talking to people on 60 Minutes, and people don't want to be famous. They want to be quiet and go to church. And that was the end. I mean, I could not do anything but what I am doing. And it has cost me a lot, but I'm going to continue. And that's that. Bob, I'm sorry if you're, you know, feeling bad. If you ever want to talk, just call me up and you talk and I'll listen. But Dave, the important thing you need to know about me is that I had two pieces of French toast before I came on the show tonight. Blasphemy. (laughs) 
blasphemy. Dagger to Dave's heart. Dave, 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 I had a spinach, tomato, and mushroom omelet. But Dave, I didn't have any vanilla to put in the in the in the uh, French toast batter. I had a cigarette. <laughs> oh, I, I decided for the first time tonight in a long time to put vanilla in my coffee. Mm. Good idea. With my with my with my omelet with spinach, tomato, and mushrooms. Let me tell thank you, Tom. For let me tell you. What, let me tell you what old Davy had for dinner here. All right. I don't know where dirty. I don't know what happened to Jessica. I pushed the wrong button. I don't know what happened to Jessica here. It says her device is not connected. Uh, I had a great dinner tonight. I did. And uh, and uh, I had. I, I opened up. I opened up with some uh, coconut shrimp. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mm, that's good. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then I finished the night off with some... Some uh, Cajun chicken um, penne. That was my dinner tonight. And I feel good. And garlic toast. Hey, it's Jessica Jones, everyone. There she is. We thought you got mad at us. We thought you got mad at us and left. No, I, I had to take a little break. I, uh, I've i been sitting in this chair for over five hours straight. So, <laughs> Oh, my Lord. It is not oh, a comfortable man. chair. How so. much time do we have, Dave? You're, you're a, uh, you're about two and a half minutes. <laughs> the um, most paranormal thing that's happened to me in my house is the overhead light over my bathroom sink fell off. That's weird. That's weird. So I was in, I, I'm in a hotel room, and in hey, this Bob, hotel room, give me, give me the thermostat. One, Bob, give me one second here quick. Yep. Jess, if you're tired, I don't mind you you backing out and going to get some sleep, hon. Yeah. I mean, no, I'm fine. How about how about I stay until uh, for the next thirty minutes, and then I'll yeah. and then I'll call it a night. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, once yeah. again, I'm, I'm really I'm really sorry that I forgot that you were on it's okay. previous. I'm it is sorry. okay. I mean, I, oh, I wanted super, to come on tonight. Okay. Yeah. We need to get you. <laughs> I wanted to come on here. Need, I miss you guys. We need to get you a new chair. <laughs> I I need a new chair. This one has my my butt cheeks imprinted in it. Okay. Right now. So. Uh, you uh, you uh, uh, call me tomorrow. I'll call I'll call you tomorrow about okay. my chair. <laughs> we'll get we'll get you a new chair. 
Okay, thank you. That'd be great. You're welcome. Well, I'll ship you, you a piece like of memory squeaky, foam Jeff. overnight. <laughs> I'll I'll ship you a piece of memory foam overnight. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I've got a, I've got a cushion I could sit on. I just, I hadn't thought about it. I'm, just, I'm kind of stuck right here. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get you a new chair. We're gonna get you a new chair. All right, a captain's chair, oh, yeah. Dave. <laughs> well, maybe a lieutenant's chair. A coat. Uh, oh, okay. All right, I'll take it. <laughs> okay. Uh, talk to me tomorrow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm way too nice. Way too nice. <laughs> All right, we got 30 seconds. A big thank you tonight to Jake, not from State Farm, um, Steam Train Mark, Obi Flett, Jeff, Marty, Patrick, Tim, Glenn, Tom, Thomas, Dutch Hank, Sugar Bridges, Bob, Pam, Cat Chaser, See How We Live, and Lala for the super chats tonight. Very much appreciate the love and support, everyone. Thank you so much. Here we go with the second half of the show starting right now. the halfway point of Spaced Out Radio tonight. My name is Dave Scott. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Very much appreciate it. I want to remind you that if you've missed portions of this show or others, check out our free archives at youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do old Davey the favor. Hit that subscribe button. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot. Read Shirky Poo's Newswire. Check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. You know, one of the great debates in the paranormal, supernatural, UFO, encrypted world is this. And for our radio audience, you may not understand. There's not a lot of money to be made in this field. You'll hear researchers authors, documentarians say this all the time. We do it out of love. We do it out of passion. We are not doing it to pad our wallets. However, with the advent of places like YouTube and Patreon and and Buy Me a Coffee and all of these different groups, Cash App and PayPal, people are getting regular donations on each and every show they do or each and every documentary they do. Now, personally, I do not have a problem. And for full disclosure, we do accept Super Chats, and our YouTube channel is monetized along with our Spreaker channel that we broadcast out to our radio stations. Okay, because we do this seven days a week. We are a business. We are a licensed business here in the province of British Columbia, and this is what we do. All right? However, there are also a number of people within this community who are very upset that certain people are making money off of their channels, off of their research, and off of their hard work. Now, I'm very capitalist when it comes to things like this. I think if you can get paid doing something that you love, that you should be able to do it. It doesn't matter whether it's fishing sleeping, drinking beer, going to hockey games, 
going to football games, talking UFOs, talking on the radio about sports or news or doing whatever. If you can find something that you are absolutely passionate about and have the ability to do so, I don't see an issue with it. Now, Tom, you and I had a little bit of this conversation earlier today, and we've talked about this before, so I'd like to start with you on this. You know, is the community wrong for going after people, whether it's Linda Moulton Howe, whether it's it's uh, Richard Dolan, or other people, say Zach Bagans in the paranormal world, for making a living and having the ability to make a living off of these subjects that we love? Well, there's a long time honored tradition in the UFO field that it's an evil to make any money. And one of the, one of the biggest complaints uh, that John Schusler had when he was running MUFON was that everybody wants everything for free and it, it just can't work that way. Um, there is not a lot of money to be made in the UFO field in general. People write books and they're selling their books at, the, at these UFO conventions. And, you know, they have a stack of books and that maybe, you know, they have to pay to have their table at the, at the UFO conference anyway. And now we have a whole generation of people that have grown up on the computer and with YouTube and social media and a lot of these folks, they want to stay at home and make their living uh, on YouTube. And more power to them if they can. But, you know, YouTube, what, what do they take? 30% of the, of the proceeds if, 30, you, if you get a donation? 33. Yeah, 33%. So you've got to, the economics mean that you've got, you've got to get some a very high level of volume before you can make a living doing that. And if you can, you know, you get what you earn unless you're a complete phony and you're just selling complete lies and you're just pulling the wool over people's eyes, uh, whatever you're making you've earned because you're, you're providing something that people want. Now I don't always understand why some people listen to certain people on YouTube, but I, you know, that's, that's their deal. And only um, uh, in golf, and in tennis, I like to say 1% of the people have 99% of the talent. And probably on YouTube, 1% of the presenters are making 99% of the money. But that's just the way the world is. Very true. And it is dog-eat-dog dog out there. There are bigger YouTube channels than ours. There are smaller than ours. There are smaller ones that are making more money, and there's bigger ones who are making less. You know, it all depends on if you can figure out the algorithms and what works and if you connect to your audience. Grant, you're kind of new to the whole podcast scene uh, over the last few months with After Hours, and you've done an impeccable job in becoming a hell of a of a broadcaster. You really have, and I'm going to take credit for that because I trained you, okay? <laughs> but what, what's your thoughts on this? You know, this is important. You know, I got I got a couple. I got a couple theories behind it. I mean, you're going to have people that follow something that they believe in. So, if somebody speaks to them in their heart and their mind and soul, then and they want to put money towards that, that that's great and, and fine and dandy. Even though you have certain people that we just all want a sucker punch in the face because we're just like, come on, guy, why you you don't even do your own research and whatever have you. 
But realistically, it's still in my mind, if you can make money at doing this, because, you know, none of us really are. We're here because we have a passion, a fire, a desire to be here. We want to study this stuff. Most of us are experiencers. We do it for the thrill of it because we want to keep that ball moving forward, you know, and, and for the people that make money out of it, hey, so be it. I don't have really any any objections towards them making money on it. You know, I being a business owner myself, I know that I see different avenues right now when I look at this particular field to make money on it. The only thing I really want to be careful with, though, is the fact that I don't want to be looked at as someone that is only in this field or only talks about these subjects because of money. That's that's one of my biggest detractors. I do not want people to sit there and look at me and say, hey, you're only in it for money. No, I'm in it because <laughs> I've been in it for my whole life. You know, what I mean, if I make money do, doing this, so be it. But realistically, people are going to put their money just like the Super Chats with us when we're on YouTube or with, you know, anybody that has a paywall that they, hey, I'm going to give you the show notes or the show three days in advance before it airs. No, that's fine. If people pay for it, that's because that's their prerogative to do so. But realistically, as long as they're not paying for misinformation and disinformation, you know, cause that's really ultimately what would really make me mad and upset. And, and I really hate to see people spend their money on that kind of stuff, but I mean, it is what it is. It's I, I love doing this and I will do this until I die. And if I make a dime on it, that's great. If I got to spend a million dollars on it, I'm okay with that too. Let's go to Jessica Jones here as we're, we're going to only have her until the top of the hour. Jessica, you know, you were someone just getting into the whole UFO or the uh, YouTube front and uh, somebody who has their own channel. You do great broadcasting on the weekends with the cryptid huntresses off the trails on spaced out radio as well and your numbers keep uh, moving up and up and up and it's so much fun to watch because i promise you that would happen and it it did so my question to you is you know as someone who uh comes from a a different lifestyle where you're you you know i'm not going to talk about your private life or anything like that that's really up for you to discuss i mean trying to generate an income, uh, you know, uh, off of this is something that we all want to do. And I don't have a problem with it. What is your thoughts? Yeah, well, I'm not generating an income off of this yet. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I think, first of all, when people get into this kind of stuff, I mean, you know, I'm a boots on the ground researcher. I'm That's first. And I, I just do this for fun, you know, just like I do that for fun. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, down the road, if I make some money doing this, it'd be great, you know, uh, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Okay. And, uh, and also, you know, I do have a, a, I do have a Patreon and, uh, and I, and I do have members in that Patreon, but it's for my remote viewing show that I do. And, uh, and I want to give people access to all of my data for all of my targets, because um, I don't want to have to keep that to myself, but I also can't air all that on YouTube because I'll get my channel taken down. Okay. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's an interesting thing. Uh, but I don't think there's anything wrong with um, supporting people that are in this field and, uh, you know, joining Patreons and, uh, you know, doing super chats and all that stuff. I mean, more power to the, the people. I mean, it's expensive going out, you know, for doing what I do going out in the field. It costs a lot of money 
to have these hobbies that we do. Okay. Uh, people that go and, and look for UFOs and stuff. I mean, we have to travel, we have to have lodging and, you know, all the equipment and all that stuff. It's, it's not cheap. So um, any way people can find to make money doing this, go for it. Yeah. I fully agree with you on that. I fully agree with you on that. And I don't think there is anything wrong making money off what you do. I mean, look, mm-hmm. I mean, whether, whether you have the, I, I'm going to use a hockey stat. Go figure. I'm Canadian. I, I will go with the stereotype here. Point, point six seven eight of all hockey players in Canada will play one game in the NHL. Point six seven eight, less than one percent, and that number with the increase of European and and American hockey players is going down. Yet, we see parents putting their money in to let kids try out because you never know. And if the child is having fun, you never know what could happen and why not go for it and have some fun. And it's just, I see, you know, if you've never been out Bigfoot hunting, it is a blast. It is a blast being out there in the forest and feeling extremely inferior that something large out there doesn't want you there. It's amazing. And I don't have a problem with people making money off their YouTube channels or whatever. I really don't. And to try and shame them, Bob, as we see with, with some podcasters out there, oh, they're only, Linda Moulton Howe is only doing this for the money. Richard Dolan is doing this for the money. Grant Cameron is only doing this for the money. Well, I know Grant Cameron because he told me point blank. He is hopes that if he can sell 100 books of each book that he does, he knows that he just broke even. All those hours of writing for free, researching for free, now you have to pay your publisher, okay, to publish your books and get them out there, and he is lucky to, if he sells 100 copies per book, he wins because he broke even. Bob, your thoughts? So, you know, I work... I work for a, as a volunteer for a guy who publishes lots of books. As Richard Dolan Press publishes books for other authors, including Grant Cameron. And Richard Dolan would not take Christopher Bledsoe's biography because he was absolutely certain that no matter how important the writing I could do was, that he would not make money and he would likely lose money because these guys, Richard Dolan is the superstar because he wrote UFO in the national security state. And this sold big time for, for years and years on Amazon. So Richard Dolan is like King of the Hill and he won't take another book. He doesn't think he's going to do it anymore. If he does, he's have one of these 100 thing monographs. And now Richard Dolan the, the most successful published author in UFO in a long time goes to conferences and he goes to conferences and he gets paid a fee to speak and so forth because otherwise he couldn't afford to go to conferences. He has to run member sites and other things that charge regular fees every month because if he didn't, he wouldn't be able to live in the house he's living in. UFOs do not make people money. <laughs> 
Not even the most prominent people in this field make money. Ask all of our friends that run conferences. They barely break even or they can't do it next year. Every one of them are going broke running these conferences. There is no money to be made in UFOs. You want to do it like I do? Don't give a flip about money. Just go tell your truth. Because nobody is making money from the top to the bottom in UFOs. Well, very few are. Okay, you take somebody like Linda Moulton Howe, who has a couple hundred thousand subscribers on her YouTube channel and tens of thousands of views. One or two. Yeah, there are very yep. few. Uh, you know, uh, very few. What's that? Linda Howe has been doing this for 40 years. Yeah, but you take someone like, okay, whether you love them or hate them, you know, I, I personally like the guys from Third Phase of Moon. They've always been good to me. They've got not, almost 800,000 subscribers. Or you take Tyler from Secure Team 10, who has 2.2 million subscribers, where he's making major money per month. Now, somebody like Tyler, it is alleged that you know he made his subscribers by putting up fake videos. And people bought into it because people love this subject. It's neither here nor there. But the idea that you're not allowed to – there's a, a group out there who says you're not allowed to make money off of this subject. Shame on you if you do. We're going to criticize you for doing something that you love and potentially getting paid to do something that you love. I think that's wrong. I, I really do believe that's wrong. I think everybody in this field deserves something. You know, you have to go find it. So, so this is – so, so look, look, I, I started, I started Lala Bright LLC with Lala and she only wants to, her, her first choice is only talk to people about their dead. And that's, and she knows that that is a way to make a little money. But when the people come around and they want to talk about UFOs, they barely want to pay anything. They just want to hear about their aliens and they don't want to pay her anything at all to do any kind of investigation. People don't. So she's going to make money, but the only way she's going to make a lot of money is do other things on the side that can go through the store, like Jessica does, sell these, sell her jewelry, all this other stuff, because you're not making money doing the main thing that your brain enabled you to do. You right. have to do other things on the side. That's right. And everybody who's in this field that knows this sets up one of these stores and look at all of them, like Jessica. And it's about to happen with Lala. They're all going to set up extra things they do when, mm -hmm. they, when they have other talents that will actually make money. And I'll tell you, she is, Lala's a brilliant artist. We're going to do 10 paintings and I'm going to go find a gallery. And uh, it's on, on and on. Organite crystals. She's going to make organite crystals and going to sell them. And going to hold them in her hands and put some Reiki on them and send them out the door. Okay, you cannot make money in UFOs in any way, shape, or form, even if you can talk to everybody's aliens. It's, it's a joke. Yeah. We're going to try, damn it. We are going to try. <laughs> I think, though, you do have to, you know, I mean, going down the different, and you have to have a proper business plan going in. You have to have focus. But when you're jumping subject to subject or you are, are completely – you know, grounded on one subject only, I think your chances go down. I really do. Very Tom, slim. Tom, what, Very what's slim. your thoughts? You, you keep a, you keep a pulse on the on the uh, 
UFO world. You you listen to multiple podcasts when you get the opportunities to. What's the word on the street about this? What, what are you hearing? Well, what annoys me, Dave, is uh, most of the people that are criticizing making money in this field, they're running a, a YouTube podcast, and it's like every two seconds, oh, thank you for your super chat. Oh, thank you so much for your super chat. Oh, please uh, contribute to my, uh, my uh, you know, fund. Oh, uh, hit the like button. And they're watching them. They're, they're biting their fingernails, uh, watching their numbers every day. And they know who has what numbers and, and all of this. And it's called trying to make a living. Okay. And it's, it's like Bob says, said, uh, if you can break even in this field, if you can pay your rent and your light bill and put the gas in your car, then you're in this field, your field, you're doing very well. Now there, there are a couple, you know, like Linda Moulton, Moulton, how I mentioned, she's been doing this for 40 years. Richard Dolan spent many, many, many hours doing hard research to write really the, the definitive modern UFO histories. And he, that made a reputation for him, so that makes it easier for him uh, to make a living at, in this field. So, and then you always have your exceptions, people that win the lottery. Why, why does Third Phase of Moon have as many followers they have or, or Secure Team 10? I don't know. I mean, why, uh, uh, you know, why do certain people just go through the roof? I don't have an answer for that, but most people are just doing what they can to break even. We, we, you know, we, we, we have a great example of a, by Tom and you for somebody who might make money in this field. But no, not many people go back in history and look at the picture with Mr. Rockefeller and Hillary Clinton and Linda Moulton Howe in this picture. And they don't ever look and notice who is standing behind Linda Moulton Howe with his arm around her. He might be a billionaire that started a bunch of hotels and now has an aerospace company. And if you want to know how all that work got done, bada-bing, bada-boom. Well, I mean, for full disclosure, Robert Bigelow did, before Coast to Coast AM came on the air, did start a radio show with George Knapp, Art Bell, and Linda Moulton Howe called Area 2000. Mm-hmm. And that morphed into today's Coast to Coast AM. And that was back in the early 1990s. And Art Bell... And she did, she did, and she did Strange Harvest. So it's been a wild and wacky run. What's amazing, though, and I'll throw a shout-out. I'll throw a nice shout-out to, to Len and Chuck and Jody and, and Ryan and and everyone else who is broadcasting us. Joe in, New, in uh, New Orleans and up in Bellingham, Washington on KZAX. All right? These guys have understood the importance of that nighttime radio. That's why we are on the radio stations that we are. And, you know, we just recently joined uh, Len, Len Novin recently bought a second station at Apache Junction that he's going to be running our show on, you know, because of the popularity of our show. So he's going to have us live on on the one station and then play us right back to back 
on the other station right after. Why? Because his audience loves us. We built him a nighttime audience. And yet it's amazing how many radio stations out there have not jumped on the UFO bandwagon, the cryptid bandwagon, and the potential income that brings for advertising dollars when... Uh, the, the, the thing the thing I know, the thing I know, just as you know, that we all know that if we got one sponsor, one sponsor that's wealthy, that might own property in a strange place and has strange things going on, for example, and they bought a single channel on a satellite driven radio station that it would fill up and they would all make money and you would be a well-paid radio artist on one of the most lucrative places to do this we need a sponsor who would buy one of those channels and we could all have fun and dave would make money well that's not just about dave that that would that would turn up the heat no no i'm talking about but i care about dave i I care about dave i want dave to make money yeah well you know what let's just uh let dave get through the break here at the top of the hour and thank you again to all of our radio stations who broadcast us both terrestrially and digitally. We love you all. Spaced Out Radio's Hour 3 comes after this. We're going to say goodnight to Jessica Jones. And we're going to continue on with Science Bob, Grant, and Tom right after this. Good night, Jessica. All right, y'all. Thank y'all for having me on tonight. Jessica Jones, everybody. Jessica Jones. I will say goodnight. I'll be back here at Space Out Radio tomorrow night. Yes, you will. And And I'm I'm sorry I was a complete hog. (laughs) I had a good time. Y'all, it's been a long day. So y'all have a great night. Okay. I'll see y'all tomorrow. All right. Good night. Parkson Parkerson. Hey, dudes. Great show. Like to hear a bit more about remote viewing. I've been an RVer for 30 years now. Okay. We'll talk some remote viewing when we come back. Let's do that. Yeah. Unfortunately, we just lost the one person that has the, the more knowledge well, about ex- it than except, we do. Except, I, except I'm taking Simeon Hines' uh, course. I'll be right back, guys. And uh, with with a partner, and the I think the partner's going to wind up at uh, Monroe Institute. Mm-hmm. One second. We're going to go ahead and check out exactly what Dirty Phil's got. We're going to go ahead and put that. Yeah, there you go. Hold on a sec here. Let me. Oh boy! Oh, you got a microphone, Phil. Yeah, I got it all fixed up. I well, I was out of headphones and junk, so there we go. Look at that. That's nice. Get the light is to the E one fifteen element one fifteen. All right, Bob. Honest Carl's used aerial phenomena spaceships ready to go. I was going to put a triangle in there, but. I didn't I'll, use a big. I just used a small one, a small small piece for this one. Yeah, I love the Not I love the fact page. that you have like a crack in the windshield and a, a spring coming out the side. Hey, you know, <laughs> it's like any used car salesman. <laughs> well, actually, Carl, his personal vehicle is like a nineteen like forty special, and it still runs on diesel. Some of them. Uh, like 300 D's like the, or even the 190 uh, D 190 Mercedes Benz, those things, man, they run forever, forever. Where'd you go? Oh, there you go. Oh. Oh. 
I don't know what the heck happened there. There we go. Angry Science Bob. You know, I think there's another way to make money at this. Oh, there are ways to make money, but you have to be creative. You need a good business manager. You need somebody who can count nickels and dimes. Mm -hmm. And you also need uh, the right audience to listen to the money counters. All yeah. those th all those things need to work together. Yep. Well, I mean, yeah, you, yeah there's a certain spunk that you got to have as well. And people want to be able to want to listen to your voice. I was going through uh, Lou Elizondo's timeline on on uh, his IG complaint, mm -hmm. Bob and, and uh, Grant. And uh, the OSAP program started having trouble with the DIA in 2009. And yep. it was generally, and they, they, the, it was, the, the DIA yeah. said they had to go to the they had to go to the Department of Homeland Security and DHS wouldn't pick them up. Well, in 2009, it was a General Burgess that took over the DIA. And that's when they yep. had their trouble. Yep. He didn't like he didn't like the he didn't like the doctor. Doctor. What's his name? That was uh, Kansky. Dr. Lukaski. Lukaski. He did not like Lukaski. He thought he was a fruitcake. <laughs> How much would a 96 suit it can be sold for right now? Oh, my goodness. So, depends on if it's manual transmission or automatic transmission. The 96 Toyota Camrys really aren't worth that much, so to speak. But because of today's market, you, you could probably get 1500 bucks out of one, which is insane. Or even a little bit more, depending on where you live geographically. Um, so. I I I bought I bought my uh, Ford F one fifty with uh, thirty two thousand miles on it a year and a half after it was made. Yeah. And here it is. It's twenty sixteen, and here it is twenty twenty two, and that old truck with well over a hundred thousand miles on it, I could sell for more today than I paid for it as a used vehicle. <laughs> Well, it also it also depends. So I've sold many cars that I've actually bought from a dealership. Uh, uh, of course, I used to work for a dealership and I've sold back cars to them, especially during, you know, the last couple of years and the rough times that we've had for more or broke even after owning them for a couple of years and just driving around. And the only thing I did was basically rent them for free and put gas in them. It's it's just a wild phenomenon. Of course, then my truck that's sitting out here right now that I just put a forty three hundred dollar transmission in is I bought it for fourteen fourteen thousand seven hundred dollars. It's got a seven point three liter diesel uh, with two hundred fifty thousand miles. The thing is a beast, and it's still worth more than I paid for it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, D Dave sits there and he he wouldn't he wouldn't sell a Ford F one fifty truck at retail if his life depended on it because he just laugh at them. You want to pay you want to pay manufacturer's suggested retail price? Go away. <laughs> we got nineteen seconds here before we got to uh, 
go to uh, the third hour here. Thank you to all the super chatters tonight. Very much appreciated. Donnie Dutch and everybody else who's chimed on in. Very much appreciated. Here we go, everyone. Would you like to connect with us? Head to spacedoutradio.com for all your latest show info. Now, back to Dave Scott and SOR. Kicking off the third and final hour of Spaced Out Radio tonight. The roundtable is in and we are continuing on. Welcome to Spaced Out Radio. My name is Dave Scott. We very much appreciate earning your listening ears wherever you are on this beautiful planet we call Earth. Hello to everyone listening in on our terrestrial affiliates around North America and digitally on Odyssey Radio, TalkStream Live, and KPNL. All of our archives are free. Join us at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do old Davey the favor, hit that subscribe button. The Desert Clam has set the password for tonight in the SOR Space Travelers Club. Washball. Washball is your password. Use it wisely, space travelers, as the clam sets the password each and every night right here on Spaced Out Radio. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read Shirky Poo's Newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. Now, we will get into some remote viewing here momentarily, but I want to get to one more UFO topic before we go, guys. And uh, we got a long hour here ahead of us, and that <laughs> is this, the history of UFOs. A lot of people from Tim Burchett on down are now starting to get very loud the last month or so regarding the history Going back to the USS Nimitz doesn't seem enough. Tom, let's start with you. What do you think? Where do we need to start with this whole conversation? <laughs> well, it's it seems awfully artificial uh, for uh, Elizondo and company, uh, and I'm not blaming Lou Elizondo per se, but seems like that group, uh, they, that history starts in 2004. Uh, and for anyone that knows anything about the UFO world, uh, they know that this goes, this goes way back to the fifties and the forties. And so, uh, you know, I, I don't know how you educate people that, might be thinking that UFO history started in 2004. Now, there are so many TV programs out there, you know, documentaries and docudramas and, and all that, that if anyone's paying attention, they know that that the UFO, uh, the modern UFO era goes back to Roswell. So I, 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 I kind of find it hard to believe that a that congressmen would be thinking that UFO history starts in 2004, but anything's possible. Well, Grant, let's get to you here. Let's, let's see what you have to say about this. I mean, I mean, is it the 20 years since almost since USS Nimitz? Is that what's important or no? Then tell me, no, tell me. It's not what's important. I mean, back in 1801, whole England, 
in Hull, H-U-L-L, England, there was a there was a, a supposed reported back, and that's in 1801. In the 1800s, there have been UFOs reported back then. Look it up, people. If you want to look it up, H-U-L-L, England, it, it, and I, and if I'm wrong, I will correct myself. But it's I know it was 1801. There has been now when you talk about what's new and what people want to you know get excited about, yeah, you know, 1947 and blah 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 blah. So when it comes to the 20th century, we are, we're talking about, okay, now we have more photography. We have more people and and everybody's reporting on this. No, there have been alien crafts talked about ever since. I mean, if, if you're a diehard Christian in biblical times, if you believe like we, like Bob was talking about the Anunnaki, that is our first known written language that we know on this recycled earth that we've we're on because i think it's a cyclic progression like the earth just purges itself and then we start over well in this particular sense the sumerians talked about this about the anunnaki that's thousands of years old this has been going on you look at leonardo da vinci's paintings and there's depictions of of alien craft in, in the paintings you look at the egyptian sculptures I do not care if someone wants to sit there and say, oh, well, they were covered up and then over time these pieces fell off. No, I'm sorry. I've looked at those things. There's nothing underneath them. Those are depictions of craft. These things have been around as long as we have, if not longer. Since 1947, if you want to talk about Roswell, that's great. You're just getting into you know the end, the end of it, so to speak. Realistically, even we are we're at the end of this. We're going to figure it out within our lifetime, or maybe our kids or our grandkids' lifetime. Either way, in the full grand scheme of things, with everything that we have from ancient history all the way up until now, they've been around. But right now we're just taking I, I think actually what's really happening is is way back in ancient history, they were around and present and just kind of common common they were just accepted as common people that come from space and, and here they are, or wherever they come from, whether it's space or a different dimension. The thing is now is because we have forgotten a lot of the things that had happened back then, or now we're just reading what we consider fairy tales, legends, or lore. There's truth in those things. But now we're rediscovering it going, oh, well, these things, it's just, you know, all of a sudden the government's coming out with this, this, that, and the other. No. No. It's happened many times before in our past, and we're just rediscovering it is all we are. They've been around us this whole time. And, yeah, that's how I look at it. (laughs) How about you, Science Bomb? Well, look, I mean, Dave... You, you just you just have to know that the stuff we're being presented with is just so strange and so different and so messed up. You can't even figure out who to believe. People that everybody believe and are listening to now in this field and think they're the new messiahs, they're actually part of the problem. They're part of the problem. And Dave, you were the first person I saw on the air that said, and I quote, folks, hold your powder dry, don't fire at To The Stars Academy. You were the first, Dave, and that's going to come back, and everybody's going to know it, because I am not going to stop telling it everywhere I can. 
And I know that there was supposed to be a bunch of interesting meetings and they didn't happen. And then there was this fake tweet and the fake tweet went out and a person who was who I thank for doing the meeting thought that I was behind the fake tweet because I had congratulated them on the fake tweet. And I'm not telling everybody can guess by just going looking at me congratulating the fake tweet who got mad at me. And now I am being asked by that person to be on his committee. I mean, and everybody you thought was was going to be in that stuff that left to the Stars Academy are going, what are these people doing? Dave, we do not know who to trust. Well, and that comes down to the fact of what we I have been saying the last few weeks, and that is I'm starting to notice a lot of patterns because I love patterns. Bob, when it comes to different factions and different groups really starting to form over the last six, eight months, and they are getting very tight regarding where they stand on UFOs and this subject. And I think that it's a race for space. I don't know if it's about UFOs and ET contact anymore. I'm a little confused over that. I want to believe it's about the better type of 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 trying to figure out what these things are. I don't know. Okay, my one my one my one bombshell and I'm certain is we've been worried you you guys have been thinking about why Gary Nolan. And why Gary Nolan? And it's Gary Nolan because the person who we all you thought used to be in charge has pissed everybody else off. What does that That's mean? a bombshell. What does that mean? You know what it means. You know what it means. I'm touching it. You you thought you thought a person was in charge and was a messiah. Lots of other people did too, and he is not. Well, I mean, I mean, this also goes to show that I think over the over the last few months of trying to recognize a lot of these groups and patterns, and a lot of it being done secretly in private talks with other people. I think what we are also seeing too is we are starting to see that this is not about disclosure. It is about a nope. confirmation. And how can these certain yep. groups benefit from that confirmation? Because if it was about disclosure, yep. wouldn't it be more about telling everything? From like Tom said, Roswell on up. That's what Tim Burchett wants. It would be it would be it would be it would be President Joe Biden walking out to the podium at White House with the General's Joint Chiefs of Staff and the Secretary of Defense and et cetera, Director of National Intelligence, Department of Homeland Security, and saying, "Folks, we have a few things to tell you about all the strange things and all the weird stuff we have done since 1947." He'll never do it. But they're never going to do it because it's only about confirmation. Absolutely. Never going to happen because they cannot afford the liability, the illegality, and everything coming home to roost. Is that really a concern, Bob? Is the reality of, of what happens is. if the no, UFO no, no, pad no, no, doors they're, box they're, opens? They're, they're, so, long, so long as the United States is a democracy, People, anyone can sue anybody else. Okay, so even if they wipe out all the crimes, the civil lawsuits will go on for decades. They can't figure out any way to stop that. 
we're the land paved with lawyers. It's interesting. There's a little book called Exempt from Disclosure. And in there, they, they were uh, uh, recounting a, a scheme uh, to convince the higher-ups in, in our society to go through this disclosure process. And uh, uh, one of the people, one of the, this is one of the top people in the government at the time, said they would have over 100 lawsuits that they would have to fight. Now, whether that, that meeting actually occurred or not, I thought, I thought it was interesting that that number was mentioned. That's a lot of lawsuits. I, I'm just That's telling you, they've already determined, they've already determined there is no way to stop the lawsuits. There's no way. No act of Congress, no, no act by the president, no back by anyone will stop the lawsuits. Uh, so uh, they don't want to do it. What do you mean by, for the people who may not understand, what do you mean by lawsuits, Tom? I mean, Pete, um, you take uh, person X who was abducted, and they want to know who it was that abducted them, and they had to go. They had to have medical treatment. They had to have psychiatric treatment, and then they they sue the government, saying, "Okay, you've known about UFOs all this time, and we have evidence that you've been tracking abductions." And I want financial compensation. Then you take the it, UFO. It, it, it's, it's, it's worse. It's worse than that. It's worse than that. If I can find somebody who can see my my labs and draw a picture of the military person who's working with the entities, I'm going to go get find that military person and I'm going to put them in front of a jury and I'm going to ask them under oath to describe where they were, when they were, and at what time, and all sorts of stuff in a lawsuit. Dep- and and di- discovery is an endless opportunity to run a rotor rooter up your you-know-what and clean you out. Discovery is more powerful than anything that's ever been done in a criminal court. Yeah, and take all the... It's unlimited. Take all the pilots that have been demoted or they've been put onto a desk job, you know, because they reported a UFO. I mean, I... You know, you can just think about it. There, there are jillions of ways that people would sue over this. And because- so everybody says you can't sue the government. But I guarantee you, if those pilots all got together and went to a federal court, the federal court would say, ooh, you know what? This is a case where we will allow these pilots to sue the federal government. And let them. And, let them do and, it. And I'm just telling you, they do not want this to happen because it's endless. And it'll ne- discovery will never stop going to the bottom. The problem is, is then you've got to look at it like this. If the United States government came out and said, hey, this is what's going on. And then all of a sudden you have all these pilots trying to sue the federal government. They're going to put a stop to that. There, it, There's going to be something that's out there like, look, yeah, we know what's happening. We don't understand it. We can't control it. We're not responsible for it. Yeah, you're responsible for lying about it. You're responsible for holding back the truth from the American people, from the globe, not even the American people, just from the globe itself, right? These are experiences that are happening on a global level. You can't sue a government for an experience that they don't even understand themselves. In fact, some of the people that are in that government that don't even come out about it are talking about it saying, hey, yeah, what, go ahead. No, 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 no. That, that would be right, except 
Except, suppose it's true. Dwight David Eisenhower flew out to the desert and went and shook hands and signed an agreement that allowed them to do whatever they wanted to. That your whole your whole story just went out the window. If That's, Dwight David Eisenhower flew to the desert and shook hands and signed an agreement, and how, and because, how, how, because as president of the United States, he betrayed the whole world. Yep, and he's not he's no longer here. Exactly right. But everybody who continued, look, Dave, I hope people are understanding now how twisted they have made us think and how unbelievably awful this story is. Oh, I get you. I get you on that. That is why I I suspect we are not in a disclosure movement like Lou Elizondo. We are not. We are not in, uh, like Elizondo has said and others have said, this is a confirmation about what the phenomena is and acknowledging that the phenomena is around it and playing the game that's, that says we don't know what's going on. We can play stupid on this in the eyes of the public. Yes, but Elizondo and Cahill and Skyfort, they want a show. They want a big-time show because they get what they want out of the big-time show. They're not actually interested in disclosure. I'm sorry, Dad. No, no, I understand. It is really convoluted. No, it, it is. It, it is turning convoluted, and this is what we have seen over the last six, eight months. And this is why I do believe yep. there are different factions forming where people are are less trading information and more gathering in groups in order to see where it goes. And it may be a group that is just looking to make films or videos regarding it. It may be that they have something to do with the movement and they want to take part of it. Galileo Project, you could consider one of these, one of these groups and factions. You know, Elizondo's group, Yep. you could consider one of these groups and factions. There's a media group, which includes like Ross Coltart, and others that you could consider that as a as a group and a faction who has a vested interest in this. Okay, what about Robert Bigelow? Okay. What about Elon Musk? I, okay, look, look, Dave. I gave I gave the answer, and I'm going to go back to it and repeat it. I'm going to go back to it and repeat it. Chris Bledsoe has been shown to be telling the truth about what he sees and can do to the United States government. And this means that when he went out and got abducted on the Cape Fear River in 2007 and remembers under uh, regression being flown to the future and looking out over the pyramids at a star field that had some planets in it. And then astronomers say, wow, this is this guy doesn't know any astronomy and this star field he's drawn is from the future. Dave, they know the date. When their jig is up, they're desperate, Dave. Mm-hmm. And now you and everybody else that hasn't put all this together is confused as hell, and it is confusing. Well, I mean, everybody. I should... might be the most. I might be the most dangerous. I might be the most dangerous man in the United States. Holy cow! The world's most dangerous man in our chat room tonight, Science Bob McGuire. 
Tom Whitmore, Grant Baker. We got three minutes to go before we got to go to break at the bottom of the hour here. And let's make sure that we continue with this conversation. So, Tom, in your opinion, is it confirmation over disclosure right now? Uh, we've had something amounting to soft confirmation. Uh, when the New York Times came out with that article in 2017, in my opinion, that that amounted to soft confirmation. Now, with everything that's going on, you know, the videos that come out and the uh, congressional people are writing up demands of DOD, this is becoming kind of a mixed soft confirmation. But when you, if you look strictly at what the government has actually disclosed, it's next to nothing. That, that report that came out in June of uh, 2021 had, had very little useful information in there. And then when they had that so-called congressional history, uh, congressional hearing, that they was... They didn't know any history. That, that was a farce. They didn't know, they didn't know any history. You know, and then you go back to the Roswell days. Well, back in the 90s, the Air Force came out with two Roswell reports, you know, negative. The GAO uh, did a did an investigation. Their report was negative. And then you go back, okay, if you go, so back in, in, you go back in history to the uh, to the Condon report, that was negative. The, the government historically has no they've got no track record of disclosing anything of substance about the UFO reality. And that's why I have a very pessimistic view about disclosure. So, so let's, let's come to the era of the cell cameras. And in 2019, a bunch of guys jumped out with the Snoopies and took their cell phone pictures. And they saw a bunch of pyramid looking things that have been called bokeh or whatever they want. Well, let me tell you what does not know. Let me tell you what's not known. It's, it's going to come out. In 2014, over the Teddy Roosevelt, they were swarmed. And nobody knows that. Well, but, uh, you know, if you're talking about disclosure, I mean, look, here's an example of disclosure. They build a B-2 bomber. Okay, they roll the bomber out. They have a some they have a ceremony. You know, American flags are waving. You can see the thing right in front of your eyes. That's disclosure. Okay. But you have some big some big incident around an aircraft carrier or around a, a task force in the Navy and they're being swarmed by UFOs. We hear talk, but we hear nothing. There's nothing that has been put out by the government that shows us exactly what happened for the purpose of making everyone understand that this is really, truly real. All right. We got Science Bob, Grantavius, and Tom Whitmore for another 30 minutes here on Spaced Out Radio. We're hanging on out. We're going to take this to the top. Yes, UFOs, disclosure, remote viewing. We're going to get to it all. Just gonna I'm going to change my name to Off the Rails Bob. 
Uh, hey, guys, I want to say something for the chat room here. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've been following the chat room. All right. Richie from Goofon came in because I've allowed him back in, and he has not. I've read all of his comments. He has not made a single issued comment. He's allowed an opinion just like you guys are. All right. Even though he and or anybody is allowed in our chat room. Okay. Let's let's just calm it down in there. All right. Rich is allowed in here. All right. He was bringing up a point that I agreed with. I did not see the insult. I'm scrolling back. Okay. But let's just all chill out and and have some fun tonight, okay? Just have some fun. We're all having a good time. Trying to bring it all back together, We're all people. Confused. We're all confused. We're all confused together. We just need to be nice to each other. Hell yeah. I oh, agree yeah. with that completely. This is getting this whole UFO topic, honestly, is getting very, very like I don't even know where I stand anymore. I used to be. Oh, that's correct, Dave. You know, because that's, you that's the point. Let's see. I think you're right over here. You're right over here. No, I, I'm this way. You're down there. Hi, Bob. <laughs> Hi, Grant. <laughs> Hi, Grant. It's pretty great. It's pretty great when the panel is more confused than the audience, and they're more confused than anything. <laughs> hey, Slant, how are you? And the boss is. And the boss is confused. Moon Freedom, welcome. Uh, Nell McKay, good morning to you. We have a lot of new faces in the chat room tonight. I pretty much decided just to relax and be happy. Is that a House Lannister banner? Ooh, ooh, House Lannister. I drink and I know things. Anyways. I'm I'm the the Lannister dwarf. (laughs) I'm the manipulator behind the curtain. (laughs) Don't look behind the curtain. No, this is a Pedestation Strictly. It's Vinny Vidivici, the Legion of the 13th Army. And this is something that actually Dirty Filth sent me. And he calls me Grantavius Maximus Legion, commander of the 13th Army. And I love it. And he, he sent me that, as well as a couple other things like this here. This is also from Filth. I even have a card of authenticity. No, good for you. Yeah, I, 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 I love Filth. I love his stuff. I, I love, love Filth. In, in the He's amazing. Too. He really is amazing. Oh, he's amazing. He even he even sent me the official pin, guys. If and this is one of those kind that you can drop and hopefully he didn't see that. <laughs> Where is it at? There it is. One day, one day, though he doesn't know it, his art is going to be worth a fortune and be in a museum. Oh, yeah. I agree with that. This is this is the first one he ever sent me, and that's the one that started it. Was the car, it was the uh, drawing of the of Bob Lazar's sport model? That's the one that started it. 
still gonna get my oh, yeah. But this and I have I have a I have a pile of originals in my library under glass. This one's still my favorite though. You have a whole book, Grant. That one's still my favorite. Yep. Yes, yeah, that is a good one. And realistically, if anybody that's listening or or actually right now watching, the cryptic cartoon by by Filthy can be picked up on Amazon.com. It you know, it really helps them out. Pick it up. This thing's awesome. If you come to our get together <coughs> next year, you know, he might scribble it in for it in it for you. He might even draw a picture or just spit in it. I mean, it doesn't matter either way. It's going to be autographed by filth in some way, shape, or form. He might just pluck an eye. And you just—I mean—in ten in ten years, it'll be worth a fortune. Yep. He was there at the beginning. Just remember, yeah, I actually have, didn't even know have a whole box of those. By the way, <laughs> just remember, there's a reason why Brandon Fugel bought ten of them. Yeah. Oh yeah, because Brandon is one of those people who's clued in. Alien Pickle, how you doing? Long how many time, times, no time. How many times? Here, here. How many times have you seen Brandon Fugel in the background behind Hal put off at some weird experiment? Okay. Hold up, right there. Here we go. Round of third, we're headed for home. Right here on Space Out Radio, the roundtable continues. My name is Dave Scott. Thank you so much for taking part with us tonight. We are down to Tom Whitmore, Science Bob McGuire, and Grant Baker from the After Hours Show on Spaced Out Radio's weekends on YouTube. And we are going to continue on tonight because, you know, right before the break, we kind of got a little bit of a heated debate. And even in our audience in YouTube kind of was uh, getting out of sorts a little bit. But that's okay. We need some emotion. We need some love on this topic. We need people. Well, really what it does, guys, is it shows the passion that the UFO crowd really has for this subject. And we're all trying to figure out what is going on behind the scenes and really trying to to figure out how are we going to get used to it. Because, look, the one thing, Tom, as I bring you in here, is this. UFOs, alien life. Now, I've personally had my own disclosure. Many experiencers have already had that. But if it is confirmed publicly by the governments of the world that we are being visited by some sort of alien life force or extraterrestrial, ultra-terrestrial, whatever you want to call it, I think a lot of people forget that this is not something, Tom, that is just going to be a fly-by-night process in the news. That, oh, hey, look, we got aliens landing on the White House lawn or, or meeting with, with Putin in Russia or, or in Japan or, or you know exchanging socks with Justin Trudeau. All right. We don't know where that's going to happen or when. But the idea behind it, Tom, is this. There are very few subjects that will affect every single person on this planet, from those living in the concrete jungles to those living in the jungles of the Amazon, Africa, and in the Southeast Asia, where the jungles are still very thick. It's going to affect the old, 
the new, the children, the middle-agers, the boomers, the Gen Zers, or Zers as you call them in the, in the U.S., all right? And this is, it's going to affect every person. doesn't matter if you have a disease, if you are handicapped, if, what, whatever your religion is, your color is, or, or your sexual orientation, does not matter. And yet, we tend to take this subject and move it into a scenario where we're all trying to figure it out. And realistically, on a world population scale, we're a very minute part of that population in trying to figure out one of the world's biggest mysteries. Are we alone in the universe? How do we bring this out? How do we, knowing how confusing everything is right now, Tom, how do we find some sort of unity in thought in trying to figure out the process where we don't know right now if it is even about aliens and UFOs, as Bob said in the last half hour. Well, it's, <clears throat> it's a very complex problem because you have some very disparate cultures out there. Uh, you know, for us, even the Americans, are our perceptions right now are so divided that I truly believe that even if the government came out and had a news conference and made an announcement and presented some evidence that a large segment of the population of the United States wouldn't believe it. Okay. I really, I really believe that. And then for your, for your uh, very conservative Christians, they're going to interpret it through that lens uh, mainly in a eschatological or an apocalyptic lens. Then you go over to the Middle East and uh, the is Islamic world, and they're going to interpret it through their lens. It's going to mean something different to them than it means to us. And then if you get into the third world where it's really tough out there in the jungle, uh, they're probably just trying to survive. You know, it, it may just seem like superficial information. So I think it is really complex, and I don't know if, if there's any one unifying principle that can be applied here. Where does it start, though? You mean, well, I, I guess you have to look at a little bit of history and what do people all over the world believe and accept? Now, for example, I, as far as I can tell, most cultures that are in any kind of communication with the mainstream, they probably believe that a man has gone, that man has set foot on the moon. Okay. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if that's going to work with UFOs or alien life. If that turns out to be the case, right. I just don't. Because... Okay. So, in Tom's world, how would you like to see it set up? What What's the pattern that needs to happen here? Or is that too complex? Well, well but I it's it's the pattern that I'd like to see. F for American culture, because I can't speak, I can't speak for uh, how the the Hindu culture is going to view it, or how the the Islamic culture is going to view it. For, but for the United States, I think that uh, there could be a gradual process if they're willing to take the heat, and 
my personal opinion is that what what's going to have to happen for this to happen is the congressional committees there it's going to take more than a congressional hearing or hearings they have to undergo a serious congressional investigation on the level of the church committee or on the level of the the Kennedy and assassination investigation they're going to have to call people in swear them to tell the truth and then dig and dig and dig until they can get to the bottom of this. That's what I really think it's going to take for us to get anywhere with this. But here's the other side of it. I don't think that the Congress has the political will to do that. I don't know. Grant, where does it start? How do we bring it together? What is there any unity allowed or can it even be bridged together, pasted, even using a little duct tape or that Gorilla Glue in order to make it happen? You know, I, I think what it, I mean, this is hard. That's a hard question because realistically you have two factions, three, but I'll, I'll just stick with the two. The two factions is us against what we perceive as them, when in reality we should all look at it as us. Unfortunately, we have a government in the United States that just wants to hide, control, deny. I don't, I don't understand it. So realistically, though, when, when we want to get this out there, it's, it's about us. We're going to be the ones that do this. And I've heard tales that, you know, the, the government has made certain plans with these beings or whatnot, and they're all hidden agendas and blah, 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 blah. And there's never going to be a UFO on the White House lawn. It, it doesn't matter to me. <clears throat> What's going to further our knowledge, our basis of our, our current reality is us. If we all just get together, just like everybody that's listening to this radio show, everybody that's on this show and previous shows, people that listen to it, watch the archives, all of us that are interested in this, and it's growing every day exponentially. That's who it's about. It's about us at one point or another. And we already outnumber the government by by millions of people that believe in this. At some point or another, there's going to be this like an event horizon where we so far, it's going to be global. Everybody's going to know what's going on and they're not going to have a, a, the ability to lie to us anymore. Whether the beings want themselves to be known or not, it's, 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 there's going to be a point where everything's going to flip. And I'm just waiting for that point. Uh, and now science, Bob, let's get to you on this one. Your microphone's on mute. <laughs> I'm dreading the moment dreading it why am I dreading it why are billionaires building underground bunkers all over the desert why is Elon Musk building a rocket to get off the planet because Chris Bledsoe says we have screwed up and they're coming and they're mad we're gonna they're gonna do so we're gonna do something and they're getting mad they'll be here in a couple of three years everybody has it wrong. They're coming to kick our ass. Disagree. And the government is scared. Disagree. They're coming to kick our ass. The statistics show different. 
lots and lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of reconnaissance and planning for what event they know will happen, event that will trigger them, and they're coming to kick our ass. So, Bob, are you, are you saying that you know or have some type of uh, undercover knowledge of something where they're you literally know that they're coming here to give us a, a, a I believe word. I believe Chris Bledsoe when almost everyone else doesn't. Oh, I gotcha. The statistics show by the it's, f- the it's the logic. I follow I follow the logic of what has happened. I will I yeah, this is upsetting. No, I can see where it's upsetting for you. I could totally see that. But I don't believe for a second Okay, that just because they're from outer space, they're coming to get us. Ninety-two percent of all statistics by Ray Hernandez's free experiencers, which was set up by Dr. Edgar Mitchell, claim that ninety-two percent of all contact has been positive. Eight percent has been negative. That means I agree with that. Okay, that means that if there is a consortium out there that is watching the planet, okay, over top of us somewhere. That means that the bad guys probably aren't going to get in. I'm not saying that there there's not Bob. Okay, there's good aliens, there's bad aliens. There's good humans, there's bad humans. There's good dogs, there's bad dogs. There's good cats, there's bad cats. Okay, and all sharks are bad because they want to eat people. That's why we need <laughs> to stay out of the ocean. Okay, but the i to buy into the idealism that any type of alien invasion is going to be of negative and suffering consequences, especially on a biblical level, I highly disagree with that. There is, there is no, from the the good thing is, the good thing is, we don't have to wait that long. We'll find out. Oh, within, within a couple of years, probably within three to yeah, five years. We're going to find out. Yeah, that's the time. So I'm just going to, I'm just doing my thing. I've got my camper. I'm not going to build an underground bunker, but I'm going to be able to live off the grid. Right now, now, this, Joe. This, you know, here, but here's the thing. <clears throat> this is where the UFO problem parallels religion, because when I hear you say that, Bob, it, it sounds apocalyptic. It sounds like the second coming. You know, and and oh no, no, but you got you got to got to remember the eschatology in Revelation is there is an apocalypse, but there's a new thing that arises after for a thousand years of peace. But everybody in power is out of power. Everybody that was on top is now on the bottom. Everybody that's on the bottom, only a handful will be saved, and they will be ushered in to the thousand year future. That's Revelation. Yeah, there's a disaster. <clears throat> that, but anybody, we, well, we are recovered. Ex, if anybody had a right to expect a second coming, it was the early Christians right around the first century, and it didn't happen. Yeah. Here we are, two thousand years later. Uh, I've I've seen people back in the nineties. There was a strain in the UFO community in which. Uh, some people became convinced that there was going to be a false flag invasion. And you ask them, where, where are you getting this information? Oh, I can't tell you. It's, it's confidential. <laughs> you know, and the false flag invasion never happened. 
and 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 no, there are there, there, there's there's a, there's a difference that are pervading. There, there's, a, there's a difference, Tom. There's a difference, Tom. There's a difference. I'm telling you where I got my information and how the logic is conclusive. There's a book called When Prophecy Fails. <laughs> Have you ever heard that of that book? Which book? When Prophecy Fails. Yeah, I know and, it well. Yeah, I mean it's the it's the same principle. People they sold their homes, they quit their jobs, they left their families, yep. they went up on a mountain yep. expecting yep. you know the world to end, and it didn't happen. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just I get it. I well, get it. It's just it's, it, this is a, this is a different scenario. I I disagree with that different scenario because of this. All right, we know that extraterrestrials have been coming here for millennia. It has been proven. Yep. All right. They ain't coming while we're at our techno- most technologically advanced to take us over. They would have got us when the biggest weapon against them was a spear. All right. They could have then bred us till uh, all the slaves that they wanted for all the food that they wanted, all the scientific experiments that they wanted. They could have done it right then and there. They didn't do it. Buying yep. into this Tom DeLonge, Peter Lavenda stuff, okay, to me is completely ass backwards for what we are doing. Now, I'm not saying Chris Bledsoe is wrong, okay? I'm not saying that at all. But the fear-mongering that is that it has been pushed on this level for the sake of money and budgets and for the sake of trying to get the, a space force created, a space command created, give people jobs over this, I don't buy it. I don't buy it at all. Now, I mean, now is could we have some reptilians like the television show V come down? Hey, could be. It may not be fun, right? Maybe we all are going to have to arm ourselves with Justin Trudeau socks, all right, in order to protect ourselves. Well, that's 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 certainly that's certainly story. That's certainly the story Skyfort wants to tell. Is V V is about to happen, but I don't believe it. Well, I don't believe it either. That. That I don't know because I haven't heard from anybody from Skyfort in a while, but <laughs> but nonetheless, none, nonetheless, the idea behind it, you know, I think with Chris Bledsoe, as much as I appreciate and I believe in him, I believe in his abilities. You know, I've met the man when when I met you in 2020. He is a good person. He is a good soul. He's a very yep. simplistic yep. man, and I don't mean simplistic as he. Yeah. You know, he's just, he lives an easy, tries to live an easy, good life, you know, but I, but I often believe in through listening to his son, Ryan and his podcast. Okay. I tend to believe that there is a lot of, of fishing going on there for fear and for misconstruing what the evidence truly means. That's what I see happening. So, so look. So, so again, I want, let me be clear. I believe Chris Bledsoe's flight in two thousand seven and his prediction. I I do not believe in any of the interpretations. He's my friend, and I love him, and he's a good man. But they've got all these interpretations wrong. I'm sorry they do. But I'm glad I know the truth from them, and I hope in the end they're ha- they're they're not truly unhappy when their interpretation doesn't turn out to be right. Well, it's not. 
And that's the problem that we have. We don't know which truth is the truth anymore. We don't. All we ought to do is wait a couple of years. Yeah. I mean, look, like I said, aliens are not going to wait for uh, little Tommy DeLong to set up a group that he didn't set up in order to to uh, run away with Peter Lavenda's uh, story and theory that we got to put nukes in space and we got to arm space because we got to take them out. So, 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 so I, I agree with that, Dave. Because it is it's already known that arming, putting arms in space won't work. We already know this from when we tried to put nuclear weapons in orbit from Vandenberg. They blew them up. We already know that won't work. We're not going to try it. We know it's not going to work. We're going to sit back and keep people quiet, hope they practice their religion, hope they keep calm, and just wait for whatever happens. Well, we well everything else see. is a show. We will soon see. Guess what, guys? We're down to 90 seconds. Down to what? 90 seconds. Where did this show go? This one went very, very fast. And uh, what? Look, a- I know, I know everybody. I know everybody's upset. I know everybody in chat is fighting. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We have all been lied to and misled and turned upside down. Even Dave and I don't agree. And I love him. And I, it doesn't matter. But that's I'm what, still going to love him tomorrow. But that still makes for good conversation, good debate. We're allowed to agree to disagree, and that's what the SOR Roundtable is all about. And f- to remind you who is with us tonight, we earlier had Jessica Jones, the cryptid huntress from Off the Trails on our Spaced Out Radio YouTube channel. From our weekend show on YouTube, Grant Baker, we call him Grantavius Max. You know, he's growing a nice mustache for all of you out there to check on out. We got Science Bob McGuire. Yes, he is the man, the myth, and the legend all rolled into one. And one of our top researchers and advisors at Space Now Radio is Tom Whitmore, formerly a MUFON, currently doing his own thing with MJ-12 and the conspiracy behind that. And, Tom, you are one of the hardest workers that I know, man. And thank you so much for you, Bob. Uh, Grant, Jessica being here as well. Dirty Filth on the YouTube side. Drawn cartoons tonight. Can't believe it's another month that's flown by. What will happen next month? We do not know. And maybe the aliens will arrive. Maybe there will be new stories. Maybe there will be new sightings. Can we expect more videos? Nah, they're not that generous. I, I, I I make a prediction, Dave. I make a prediction. Two dozen people will walk up to me in Vernal, Utah, and want to talk to me in private. I may see you there. I haven't decided yet. I hope you do, because we we watch two or three dozen people walk up to me and want to talk to me in private. Well, we'll see if it happens. That's more people than I've read my blog. (laughs) (laughs) Tom Whitmore, Science Bob, Grantavious, thank you for a great show tonight. We got Mr. Ron, Bumblefoot Thal, rocking in the background with Little Brother is watching. Bumblefoot is the official music of Spaced Out Radio, rocking us in and out of every single show. Get your horns up for the guitar god himself. Special thanks to everybody listening in at home, at work, in your cars, wherever you may be. Thank you to everyone in our chat rooms tonight. YouTube, Twitch, LGAB, Facebook, Spreaker, the Facebook Space Travelers Club, and on Twitter, 
at hashtag Spaced Out Radio. I know you're out there somewhere. Remember, this show is copyright by Spaced Out Radio and SOR Media Ventures Limited. Thank you so much for choosing to share your evening with us. Because together, my friends, Science Bob, we own the night. Mr. Bumblefoot, we need a favor. We need you to take us home. Yes, the Woo Train has docked for the night. But soon, my friends, we shall ride again. Your seats are always available. Your tickets never expire. And if you want to bring a friend, we got room for them, too. Right beside Science Pop. Good night.